It uh, it has been a while since we've had a normal one, huh? Yeah, we did two spoiler casts in a row. We took a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, the if you missed it, Persona Five Royal and Final Fantasy Seven Remake two spoiler casts. One of them out. is a good game. One of them is Persona Five Royal. Uh, two of them are good games, actually. Believe it or not. Uh, I, look, I am not a fan of Persona Five in general. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan right. of Persona Four either, but right. That's a different spoiler cast. Yeah, that's a different spoiler cast for another time. I haven't even began replaying Persona Four. It's weird going back to it, actually. Like, it's a whole bet, lot simpler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I kind of appreciate that, like, in the menus. Yeah, okay. So some new, yeah, new, newfound respect to Persona 4, I guess. But anyways. Yeah, it has big PS2 game energy. It does. Especially when the uh. cutscenes don't want to load. <laughs> Which, apparently, yeah, a little weird. like, by default, the game chose the wrong, like... Uh, graphics processor for me that uh, that's freaking weird apparently is a problem for a lot of people okay so huh. fix your game atlas yeah well uh so yeah those were two big rpgs so we probably actually have a normal amount of stuff to talk about i was worried this is going to be like huge huge but uh I was looking through both of our lists, and looks like it's actually kind of clean. Brit, I read through a whole man's bibliography, okay? Yeah, you read. <laughs> yeah, you read through a whole guy's uh, <laughs> library of manga. I mean, for like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which we'll probably, which we'll get to a little later. Um, I guess I'll start off with some stuff that I played uh, between Persona Five Royal and the Final Fantasy VII remake. Was it between them? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. I played a. Uh, Sakura Wars, the uh, the new one that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I hadn't played a Sakura Wars game. I know that the only one that's translated is the first one through through a fan translation, and then there's the one on PS2 and Wii, which I think is the fifth one. Oh yeah, um, I remember. I remember the Wii one for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, it it came out in 2010. It has an English dub. It's real weird. It was localized by NIS America. Right. Um. So. Yeah, this there's this new Soccer Wars that came out. Uh, it's it was pretty good. I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, it's mainly a social slash dating simulator with a little bit of combat tacked onto it. It's Persona. I I mean, kind of. It has way more social stuff than Persona. Oh, I like it. I like I like this. Continue. Like, it, well, in terms of like a ratio, the game took me like twenty hours to beat. Oh, less than that maybe. Oh, that's yeah, it's not short. <laughs> Yeah, it, there's five different character endings, though. Oh, so oh replay value, just, like, gotcha. Yeah, it's got, like, New Game Plus stuff. Um, so, basically, you play as Kamiyama, this guy who's, like, coming in. He's going to be the new uh, captain of this squad uh, in the world of Soccer Wars. Uh, they have steampunk mechs. Okay. And it's, like, the 1940s or something like that. Oh, no, this is World War II all over again. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's fine, it's fine. There's no Hitler. <laughs> Alternate history. Um, I love how this is just our go-to, which is just Hitler. Um, so basically the whole thing is that uh, they're a theater troupe who's also secretly a squad that fights demons. Okay. And they get into the mechs to fight them and everything. Okay. Um, so you spend all the social time like hanging out. Like There's five different girls because there's like five different endings with them. 
Uh, there's a bunch of side characters, and you do like a bunch of social events. Like uh, there's like stuff where uh, like n- not even involving the girls. There's stuff with um, uh, like you need to do theater promotion, so you have to turn into the mascot for the theater, who's Peanut, and he's an elephant. Okay. And you go and like uh, do some promotion for them. Okay. And then there's stuff like uh, there's several different side characters uh, from various countries and. Yeah, basically you just do like all this social stuff, and it's and like it's it's it, it's pretty good. I like all the characters, uh, right. all the main girls. They're all pretty good. Um, and like the side characters were a lot of fun. It was the social stuff is a ton of fun. Okay. Um, the game's divided into five chapters. Each chapter ends with a combat section. All right. And in the original, the original five, I guess these combat sections were strategy RPG. Okay. Moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now in this one, they are action gameplay, and it's probably the weakest part of the game. I do like shared GRPGs, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, maybe check out the original, because I know that... Uh, I don't know how deep the strategy RPG stuff goes. The action combat in this game is very, very shallow. Look, like uh, I'm just going to break up my Wii, I'm going to find my Wiimote, and I'm just going to find a used copy. I, th- I think they're expensive. I wasn't going to do it, Brent. That was the joke. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, the action combat is very, very shallow. Like, you have a light attack and a heavy attack and mm-hmm. a jump. Uh, it's just very basic. All of the enemies, like, they go down in a couple of hits. It does something that is so annoying where, let's say there's, like, a ledge and you knock an enemy off of a ledge. Mm-hmm. That enemy doesn't die. Oh. They respawn on the ledge with the same amount of health they had whenever they knocked them off. Is it like the, the Keemba bomb fight in Super Mario 64 where you throw them off the mountain and it just comes right back? Yeah, it's... And then if you fall off the ledge, like, you don't lose any damage. So it, I'm I'm just like, why don't you have invisible walls up so that doesn't happen? Because... Realism. It's just like... I don't think it's very realistic that you don't take any damage falling into lava. <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't play the game. Yeah. Um, so it's just really, really shallow and kind of uninteresting. Uh, luckily, they don't last too long. Okay. The worst part is uh, there's like two chapters where you're going to the same tournament arena. And it's like the exact same layout, the exact same enemy types. And it just the combat all feels very repetitive, but luckily all of the characters and social stuff is fun enough to, for me to recommend it. Um, I see it going on sale a lot since I don't I don't think Sega did a lot of marketing for this. Probably not. Looking Wait, it, it actually. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, but I think it sold decently well, at least I hope. Anyway, uh, they're basically using this like a Yakuza Zero situation where uh. hey if. Uh, if this sells well enough, we might localize the other ones. Uh, it's yeah, it's like a lot of fun. If I'd say if it's like see it on sale, like thirty, forty bucks, it's probably worth it. I can go pick it up at Best Buy for forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, not bad. Why does why does yeah. why does GameStop have it for sixty? What is this? Uh, look, GameStop's going through some hard times. They're but Brent, they're an essential business. 
they they are an essential business. Uh, <laughs> didn't like the state of Pennsylvania revoke their license? I think so. Something like that because they refused to close. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it was dumb. Anyway, uh, let's see. So after Soccer Wars, that was a few months ago. Let's see. I played four twenty eight Shibuya Scramble. It is a visual novel. It I think originally came out on the Wii in Japan, but now it's out here on like PS4 and PC. I think I, I, th- I think that's it. Um, what was that? The one like you're at the bar, or whatever, and there was some Twin Peaks. There was something. I made a comment about something. She tweeted it out. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot. There's like Twin Peaks references kind of all over. There's a character literally named Leland Palmer. <laughs> He's the best dad in television. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's. Uh, like a place called the Black Lodge and stuff like that. Uh, but it, what it is is uh, it is they use uh, like real life photos. Like they put like the actors around Shibuya right. and took photos of them. Uh, and it's basically the story. There's five different characters you see the story as, um, like a young man, a rookie detective, a freelance journalist, uh, the professor of, at like a science lab, and then a young woman stuck in a cat costume. Excuse me. It's like, you know, like the big mascot costume, right? I, I thought we're going into like a D4 situation where that woman's clearly a woman, but they keep calling her a cat. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. Like she's stuck. She's stuck in like a mascot costume. Okay. And so you see the story from like all their perspectives and like you're trying to like piece everything together to see what's going on. Like there was a there was a kidnapping case and there's like, uh, oh, what happened to the girl who was kidnapped and kind of how everyone intertwines in together. Is she the one stuck in the cat suit? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to go. You'll have to go see for yourself. Am I smart? Did I figure it out? (laughs) Did I solve the case? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) If you want to find out if Andrew's right, it's on Steam PS4. Just type it in the chat. I want to know. I'm going to put a couple extra typings in here so no one can <laughs> discern how many letters. Uh, yeah. I'm slightly disappointed. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, there's, like, uh, there's, like, uh, it does have choices and stuff. And it has, like, uh, it has a lot of bad endings. And there's some secret stuff you have to get by getting all the bad endings. And... One of the problems I have with it is probably the UI. So okay. it has a flow chart that's like it like shows off everything. But if you go and you pick a different choice, like it doesn't br- branch off on the flow chart. Oh. So then if you want to go back and like see what it was, you have to go back and like choose the right option. I don't know, that's kind of confusing. But um it's a really good story. I liked it a bunch. Um I will say some of the bonus stuff isn't as great. Uh, there's, there's um, let's see, there's two bonus scenarios. One of them is okay. The other okay. one is interesting if it's kind of long. Um, it was written by uh, the guy that wrote Tsukihime and Fate Stay Night. And I it's know called Kanon. Which Kanon? The the, the 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 goop about the the anime about the, the high school schools and the and the band. Uh, no, this is Kanan. Uh, it's about a Middle Eastern girl who kills people. I'm interested. Okay, so uh, it does have a sequel anime called Kanan. Um, 
the Canaan section is it's very long and so I'd say the rest of the story, the base story, I think is very grounded in reality. Like it makes a lot of sense. It's actually kind of like there's like some stuff about like oh a disease and stuff and it was like very weird playing it during these times, but uh well, you mean that the black plague is back? I I did see that the Black Plague is back, yes. Look, I'm looking forward to dead bodies in the streets and we have to burn them in carts. <laughs> God. Let's go, round two. This is back, <laughs> Round two. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And, but the problem is the Kanan scenario has some shit in it that is like... I'll just kind of spoil it a little bit. So, y- are you familiar with the concept of uh, synesthesia? No. It's basically where your senses get crossed. Okay. So, like... God, it's so hard to explain. It's um, it's something like... Uh, like let's say you smell something and oh, you associate that with a color. Yes. Okay. Kind of like that. Or you, like, you smell something and you associate it with a color. It's kind of confusing, but so what I it does smell is... smell colors, got you. It treats synesthesia as, like, a superpower. <laughs> And it's really stupid. I love it. It's it goes against like a bunch of shit that's in the main story. I'm like this is weird. It's also the only part of the game that has voice acting too, which is. But, but you know me, I'm in for all the um, stupid shit. All right, you, you got my interest. The second you said yeah. stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's probably the worst part about it. Uh, there's some other extra stuff, like... Uh, there's a quiz show in it. Like, that's like a bonus mode, and you just... It's like a quiz on, like, oh, what do you remember from the game and stuff? And then uh, you unlock bonus, like, little side scenarios with a bunch of the characters. Like, here's this character and what they were doing. It, it feels like do the core experience is very good. Dance? I wish. I wish that Leland was dancing. I think that would be really fun. Uh, there's no full motion video in it, except Aww. like it's all still uh, still images. Just, just kind of move the JPEG back and forth. Well, actually, there's a little bit of full motion video in uh, some cases. It, yeah, it feels like the core story and experience is really good, but a lot of the side stuff kind of falls by the wayside. So um, if the... Uh, if, like, the side stuff, it doesn't interest you or whatever, you're good to skip it. Like, the main story's really solid, though. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was 428. Uh, I I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty solid experience uh, overall. So, after 428, I did my replay of Deadly Premonition. I was there. I watched it. Yes, yeah, I streamed it all. Uh... Dead, Deadly Premonition Origins on the Switch, to be specific. Um, so first off, the Switch port, uh, out of all of the ports that aren't the 360 version, the one that runs the best. Oh. I had it softlock once and crash three times. <laughs> we we learned the Renko's killer's true ability is no clipping. Yeah, the Renko killer can no clip. We found that out. Uh, the game's pretty good. Like... Going back to it was real nice. I uh, I still think the game has a really great cast of characters. Yeah. And especially York, like, 
I think York might be one of my favorite video game protagonists. He talks about movies. It's great. He does. Man, he does that even more in the sequel. Uh, oh, don't uh, see, I, I I have it. Like, I got it the other day because, like, a day uh-huh. late, it came in the mail. But I'm not playing it till I, like, play the Switch port. Mm-hmm. But I haven't played the Switch port yet because I had other things in the works. But now that i got some free time, I might. But I'm also worried my Switch is going to explode because the fans are getting worse. And, you know, there's a fairly Ooh. Switch shortage. So it's like... Yeah, it was. Yeah, DP2 was making my Switch run. Mm. Like, uh, I heard it getting kind of loud. I took it out of the dock and, like, oh, wind is blowing in my face. Did you see that Polygon article about Twin P- uh, no, fucking uh, Deadly Premonition 2? Where they called it Twin Poops? Yeah, I saw that. That was. Sorry loves that article. <laughs> He does, yeah. Like he's been retweeting all of it. Anyway, Deadly, uh, Deadly Premonition One, really good game. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, I actually did some of the side quests this time, and they're okay. Like, they're not bad. Uh, think that, yeah, there's one side quest chain uh, involving Anna's mother that I think should have been like in the main story. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, I think it's kind of important for the plot, and just I found a lot more to appreciate about the game after replaying it. Like, I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Uh, it has some stuff in it that I would say is kind of outdated in terms of, like, how do I say it, like, social issues. What are you talking about, Brent? Uh, you know... Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it, it, it's, it, it's a little weird. Um... But yeah, did Deadly Premonition 1 Switch version, it's a solid version. It does not have the cutscenes that they added into the PS3 and PC version. Nor because, does it have the DLC. Yeah, nor does it have the DLC, <clears throat> which does kind of suck. But uh, those new, the new cutscenes that they added, um, because they're ma- they made a sequel, they have to kind of retcon them. Yeah. So... Yeah, and you know, I'm, ta- I'm already talking about the first one. Let me talk about the second one, which just came out like a week ago. Mm-hmm. Less than a week ago, yeah. Did uh, Deadly Premonition 2 is here. It is. And the day has come. Yeah, um, so for I'll be up front. Uh, it runs about as well as an unpatched PS3 version, which means it's bad. But how is the water? Is it HD? It is not HD. I'm disappointed as where what are you doing? Yeah. It might be HD on when it gets off the switch, but yes. um the game it has really bad frame rate issues. Mm-hmm. Um like you can go watch Digital Foundry's video, like they're like it's going into single frames outside when you're on your skateboard. The scar is too much. It's too much, yeah. It feels like a game that was made for the PC, then like Nintendo gave them money so they had to put it on the Switch first. I can see that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, also the developer has only made like visual novels and stuff, so that probably doesn't help. Probably not, no. Let me see. I'm keeping a tally list. Uh, I have softlocked four times. Ooh. Uh, I got through chapter one. Apparently there's five or six chapters. Okay. So Deadly Premonition 2 is both a sequel and a prequel. Piss where he's a madman. It's... I won't spoil the setup... And how exactly it works. But basically, like, you're finding out about, like, a case that happened with York before the events of Deadly Premonition 1. And so you go to this small town of Lacare in Louisiana. It's like a small southern town. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple things that are definitely different from the first game is that you no longer have a car. York's car was stolen, and in the place, the uh, perpetrator left a skateboard. <laughs> so now York is skateboarding everywhere. <laughs> this is something that only works in Deadly Premonition. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Which, uh, luckily, it's not that big of a problem, because uh, the town is a lot more compact than Greenvale is. Right. If it was the size of the Deadly Premonition 1 map, it would be awful. Like, actually awful. Right. Um, and you unlock fast travel within the story, too. So, you have to do a side quest for it. Yeah, so you basically, uh, York is in uh, Louisiana. He was on vacation uh, in New Orleans because he saw the movie Cat People from the 80s and wanted to go to New Orleans. That sounds like a York thing to do. And he ended up hearing about a murder, and he basically, like, just, like, got on the case um it's great seeing york again uh you know like he's still talking to zach and everything in this like small town yeah and yeah so far i think the story is really engaging i think it has some really interesting stuff going on uh with the 2019 segments and the 2005 segments but what did he steal from twin peaks the return Oh, did he steal anything from the return? Hold on. No, nothing's coming to mind right now. Okay. Look, I'm just York. saying, if there's a whole like chapter that de- designated to like a nuclear explosion test <laughs> in New Mexico, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like uh. So you know, you're running around on your skateboard and. One of the things that's kind of annoying is that uh, York will say the kind of a lot of the same stuff and tell a lot of the same stories while on the skateboard. Mm-hmm. Like I can't begin to tell you how many times I've I've heard him go one lollipop, two lollipop, three lollipops. Oh, don't mind me, Zach. This is how I wake myself up. <laughs> I've heard that like fifteen times at least. So there's that. Uh, York's, it's a just, little... York's just trying to wake up. All right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's just trying to wake up. Uh, yeah, um, York talks about movies a lot more. There's a part where, like, he's constantly referencing movies, which the references don't feel shallow either, like, because it feels like that the person who wrote the script has, like, a love for these weird movies. So, uh, which, some... what you're saying is, in his mm-hmm. off time, so he just binged a bunch of movies. He's like, hey, put this in the game. I mean, maybe, yeah. Like, you want to hear him go on a tangent about uh, Forrest Whitaker's career in the 80s? Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Like, he's in his hotel room, and he's talking about how he just saw the movie The Island by Michael Bay and how it's nice. going to transform cinema. <laughs> it's like, I just got to breed a new type of movie. Uh, island movies. And, like, obviously obviously that didn't fucking happen. So, speaking of this little tangent, I've noticed that uh, disaster movies yeah. are coming back. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's, I guess there's a trailer for something called Greenland. I guess it's about the volcano exploding in Greenland. Have disaster movies ever left? I mean, I think the last, like, actually, like, big one was Geostorm. And that what was, like, fuck? 2016. Okay. Did San Andreas come out after that? The one with The Rock? Oh, I forgot about San Andreas. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's, but yeah, like, so he talks, he talks about movies a lot more, which like is fine. Like, I think the dialogue is still really good. Um, Mm. and the game's really quirky and stuff. It, it's the whole thing where it's like, despite its technical issues, I'm still really liking it because I'm so engaged with everything else. Right. And it's just a great game. Like, it's really great. If you can look past the technical problems, which I would recommend looking up the Digital Foundry video, uh, then I would recommend uh, go ahead and getting it now. If you can't, maybe wait for a port to a different system that runs it better. Switch version is a little rough. Deadly Premonition didn't really work on PC, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. This is made in Unity. I think it would probably have an easier time. Oh, do they have the little Unity logo? Because they couldn't pay for the license. Uh, no, they do. Uh, they do not have that. So they did pay for the license. <gasps> okay, so Swirly can pay for the license, but right, right, but but yeah, Studio RGG can't for Judgment. <laughs> I mean, that's only for the pinball s- segment, right? Yeah, that's the only thing made in Unity. That's weird. Um, uh, I will say the 2019 segments. There are two FBI agents. Aaliyah and Simon, and they're both insufferable. Aaliyah is constantly quoting Nietzsche, the German philosopher, and Simon is constantly talking about pizza. Hold might... on, is this Final Fantasy VII? Is this the remake? N- no, like <laughs> the pizza in the sky. Like, there's a part where the, they're like looking around uh, this person's apartment that they're interviewing. I'm not going to say who. Um, and they see, uh, he sees a copy of Spaceballs on VHS. Uh, and then, uh, uh, and then the FBI agent is like, whoa, that one's got a lot of pizza in it. Remember? And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) But yeah, it's, um, it's really good so far. I'm really liking it. I'm in chapter two. I will say the side quests are definitely a step back from the first game. Uh, I got to the sheriff and he's like, Hey man, can you go kill 30 swarms of bees? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And it's funny. Like you go find a beehive. They start coming at you. You just punch them once and they're gone. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You know, then you go to turn that quest in and then he's like, Hey man, can you go take them 30 wild dogs? I'm like, okay. I go and I, I punch or shoot the dogs because uh, York does not have his original gun or anything because he was on vacation so he gets a gun called Mr. Alligator that shoots rubber bullets anyway so you take you take them down the dogs they drop stuff like dog skulls and you know tails and stuff like that I'm like okay I go back to the uh, I go back to the sheriff and then he's like hey man can you take down 30 alligators this is escalating pretty quickly so alright so I go uh, there's like a spot where a bunch of alligators spawn I go and I shoot all of them it's like great, so I go back, uh, and then for all of that, he gives me seventy five dollars. Okay, and I, I I talk to him again, and then he's like, "All right, can you take down thirty of each again?" <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and stop for a second, but uh, I am in a section where it's like, okay, this doctor is needing me to get a can of spam, a can of spinach, and a can of red beans. Okay. The only place to get red beans is from the diner. And so, like, you order red beans and rice and ask for the red beans on the side. They only serve red beans on Monday, and it's Wednesday. 
<laughs> so I, I gotta kill some time. So, I'll probably go on a killing spree, and kill a bunch of bees. Like throw throw on a podcast, kill a bunch of Look. bees, dogs, and alligators again. Let's just let's just sit here and think of our moment. That there's mm-hmm. a game where you have to get red beans. It's only served on Monday at a diner. That you have to get them on the side. Yeah. There's not uh, a store in Louisiana yeah. that's <laughs> Oh hey, man, I got the spinach from a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why? And, and, and anyway, it's like a people complain about this part a lot, I guess, about it's like, well, I have all this time what am I supposed to do until Monday? Like I guess I could just sleep, but I'm like whatever, I'll take care of some side quests. Does does York sleep under the sheets? I have not seen a photo of him sleeping yet. Okay. Because I need to know if he sleeps under the sheets. Yeah, that's a good question. Because, as we all know, Deadly Premonition, the original, one of the few games the character sleeps under the covers. It's So, this is a standard, right? We need to see if this game mm-hmm. has the quality, sleeping under the, the sheets quality. Yeah, not even Final Fantasy VII Remake had that. Cloud slept on top of the sheets like a loser. Yeah, I watched a full play- two full playthroughs of uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Didn't see yeah. it once. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, that shirt taking off animation, it's really fancy. Where's the people sleeping under the covers? Did you see the picture of like all like the, the like video game shops in like Asia that has like the stacks of the game? Mm-hmm. It's not selling well over there. Yeah, it's not selling well. I think it sold well in some English speaking territories, but uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, I did play The Last of Us Part 2. I just watched two playthroughs of it, and uh, so I don't know if I can give my opinion on it. Well, you're not supposed to enjoy it. You're supposed to feel bad. Uh, I I didn't enjoy the story. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> uh, I think Deadly Premonition Two has way more interesting stuff going on. Anyway, I mean, you you're going around shooting alligators with a gun called Mister Alligator. Yeah. Uh. So this this game it still does have the uh other world sections where you go, and like combat encounters, and it's mm-hmm. funny because York he takes out his gun. And then his arm turns into like a magic tree branch gun. It got all anime he, up in here. Yeah, yeah. That he uses instead of a normal gun. And so then uh, he starts talking about the movie Videodrome. <laughs> because it like reminds him of it. The combat sections are... Okay, if you think the combat in Deadly Premonition, the original, is easy, let me tell you, these, like, the enemies go down in one headshot. Ah, uh, so it's all just the, the infinite ammo guns all over again. Yeah, except uh, you don't have infinite ammo, uh, but you do get a ton of, just a ton of ammo. Like, I think I had 500 rounds walking out Jeez. of that combat encounter. Uh, so I guess each chapter ends with it. Uh, there was a boss. The boss was really easy. Yeah, it was, and yeah, it was like fine. Like the combat's not what you come to Deadly Premonition for. No, you come it's to it for you go from the, the wacky, wacky situations. Yeah, the wacky situations, and uh, yeah, York um, encountered a girl who York describes as his Mister Miyagi for uh, skateboard tricks. Because <clears throat> I need to learn a skateboard trick to jump over a train car. <laughs> Look, I just expect Tony Hawk to show up, all right? That'd be cool. Like, 
that that that, that would be cool if uh, Tony Hawk showed up. But did you ever see that tweet from him where he's like he's at a skate park and some kid asks if he's just an old white guy or somebody famous and I get by with his yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, great game. I'm enjoying it a whole bunch. Uh, anything else I want to say? Like, there's some side activities. Like, you can skip stones. You can bowl. Uh, there's... I think there's some other stuff, too. Like, there's, like, skating challenges. Yeah, like, the game's just kind of, like, a little bit of a technical mess, which... Uh, some people are saying, well, that's part of the charm and Deadly Premonition. And there's other people going, no, that, it never ran this bad. But like I said, it runs like an unpatched PS3 version, which a lot of people played. I mean, that's that's kind of how the Steam version is for Deadly Premonition 1, though. The, the Steam version's worse. It crashes every 30 minutes. Yeah, so, that's what, so it's, I mean, I wouldn't call that part of the charm. I just call that spaghetti code. Yeah. It, so, yeah, it's like, it's a real good game. Runs a little rough. Uh check it out if you like the first one yeah. it was pretty good uh so then after deadly premonition origins i played through xenoblade definitive edition mm-hmm. the new port of xenoblade to the switch mm-hmm. and i will say this version of xenoblade one is way better than the wii version it yeah. uh fixes a lot of small issues like uh the ui is no longer a mess uh, now you can have quest objectives on your mini map, which is way better. Like, oh my god, it made me want to do the side quests, which I ended up doing a lot of the side quests. Um, but yeah, going back to Xenoblade One was really weird because uh, just like there's like a bunch of stuff in Xenoblade One I don't really like. Like, I don't like the combat all that much. I think about three fourths of the or no two thirds of the way through, I ended up just turning the game to casual mode, which is the easy mode. Because I'm like, I don't want to engage with the combat anymore. Because it's very, very basic. Not well, a lot going on. But you don't like Dunban! Run! Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of a lot of British shouting. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dunban, so like, there was Dunban that, like... know what sex is. I loved it. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Dunban has no idea. He, he doesn't. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um... Let's see what else. The affinity system is awful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, every party member has affinity with each other, and if you want to see the optional uh, side scenes with, like, character interactions, you have to grind affinity, and it's not good. I don't know what you're talking about. It's great. <laughs> it's like, all right, about? fine, let me just give you a gift. Hey, dumb man, you want this wet rat? Do you like me more? <laughs> you want to go talk about something? You want to go no? talk about your sister, dumb man? <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about your sister? <laughs> Yeah, and like, it's 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 stuff like that. Like the affinity system is really rough and not that great. So, and it... so you know how in the invasion, like when you went to a cutscene and they would like a, like a flashback, it show what outfit you wore in that flashback. Is that still really? in the definitive edition? I don't remember that. Yeah, cause no, cause like, cause I'm thinking, cause like you just like when you start like towards the beginning game, like there's the there's the cutscene on the cliff. Mm-hmm. With I can't think of her name right now. Fiora. Fiora, and it has on something stupid. And it flashed back to that scene, and it was a different outfit than what I was wearing then, but it was the same outfit that I wore originally. I don't know. I kind of ran with a, a lot of the same outfits oh. throughout the game. Because one of the funny. good things about the game is it has fashion armor. Oh. Which is important because uh, every piece of armor changes the way you look. So a lot of times you get into the situation where you're like, okay, I have 
this good armor, but it makes me look like an idiot. But chokes in his underwear. Yeah, just... I mean, the best build for Dunban is a naked I build. Mean, I, I can believe that. He gets skills that's like, if he's not wearing any armor, his his evasion goes up. Okay. Because um, Dunban's great. Yeah, he, Dunban is great. I like Dunban. He's the I just, best I, character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would actually agree with that, yeah. I think he's the most enjoyable one. Yes. Um... Yeah, fashion armor is great. Like, it's such a good addition. Like, it's one of, I think, the best additions that they made to it. Um, The graphics are updated. Like, some of the textures look better. All the character models look a hundred times better than they did on the Wii. Eh, you cute anime. Eh. I don't want to get into it. (laughs) They always looked anime. That's that, that. That's the secret. It always was anime. It's, anime. it's, like, it's anime. Always has been. Oh, he always has been. He's gonna shoot him. Uh, wait, wait, man. hold on. Does this, does this, does this mean uh, Shulk's made out of cake? Oh I don't, it, no! I don't want the, to think about Shulk being made out of cake. Made, it's the Monado made out of cake. <laughs> the Monado goes to slice a mech on, and it's all cake. It's Shulk's all like, cake. Wait, <laughs> a vi- a vision. The Baconis is all cake. <laughs> this is no actual Baconis. It's just cake. It's all just cake. <laughs> I gotta find out why we're all cake. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, like the adjustments they made to Xenoblade Definitive Edition are pretty good. Um, I will say going through Xenoblade 1 again was kind of weird because I'm like, oh, uh, the story's pretty good until you get to the Mechonis. And it kind of it kind of falls apart. Look, 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 let's be honest. What? There's no mm. gotcha waifus in one. That's why you don't like it. Yeah, you're right. That's the only reason why I don't <laughs> like one. I'm like, man, I need to see some big anime titties for me to get any kind of enjoyment out of anything. I'm just not getting it here. I'm just, uh, man. It's not anime enough. Anyway, yeah, like, I don't think this, I I, I think the story kind of has, like, a lot of issues with it that kind of show up when you get to the Mechonis, but right. it gets better once you get the seventh party member. I think it kind of picks back up a little. Um, Yeah, like, just general thoughts on the game, like, I yeah, I thought it was fine. Like, it's still Xenoblade 1, which is a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. They added an epilogue to it, which I think the game really needed. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, so it, so it takes place like a year after Xenoblade One, after the ending. Uh, it's the characters are Shulk and Melia, and they're basically gonna go like investigate something on the Bionis shoulder, which was a cut area from the original. And uh, so it's Shulk, Melia. Then there's two other characters, two of Ricky's kids, Kino and Nene. No hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One of the names is Kino. Yes, one of the one of the names is Kino. Ricky, you mad man? <laughs> yeah, um, and they're probably the best no pun in the series. I really like them. Like, mm-hmm. they're great. Uh, the story and characterization in uh, the future connected—that that's what it's called—is really good. Like, the dialogue is also pretty good. Um, the equivalent of heart to hearts are voice now, oh. which I think is really important. Kind of helps add some characterization and stuff. And it's a, it's a nice little fun adventure. It took me like eight hours, 
Yeah. And like, there's not a whole lot. Um, they replaced chain attacks with uh, there are these characters called the pawn specters, which are a bunch of no pawn. Right. And basically, they uh, you you there's like twelve of them. You do side quests to recruit them, and then um, whenever you go to do your chain attack thing, they all like dogpile on the enemy, and oh. just do like a big attack. <clears throat> it's time and, for like, an all-out attack. Kind of, yeah, actually. I've been waiting for this? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, like, dive-bomb them and stuff. Oh. It's, like, a fun little mechanic It's that works for Definitive Edition uh, f- or for the Future Connected story. You know, yeah, it's not it's not too deep or anything. That... Um, yeah, Xenoblade 1, pretty good game. Uh, it, the Switch version is the best version now. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Because... Uh, Man, like even, like the UI improvements alone make Xenoblade Definitive Edition better than the original. Mm-hmm. It's like not a mess anymore. Uh, so after playing through Xenoblade 1, I'm like, man, you know what I should do? do a new Play game some Gacha Fortnite. Waifu games? Yep, uh-huh. So I loaded up Arknights <laughs> on the phone. I'm kidding. I haven't played that. Uh, I thought about it, though. I... Your disappointment, Brent. <laughs> the song in the trailer is real good. <laughs> I hate it. Like, it's fucking... Like, the first the fucking vocals is stuck in my head. Yeah, and I'm like, man, what if I just played... What if I played this? Don't don't fall for it, Brent. I hate that it's working. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I did a new game plus run of uh, Xenoblade 2, is what I did. Right. And I think Xenoblade 2, it does some things a lot better than Xenoblade 1. It also does some things worse. Gotcha, uh, waifus. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably the biggest one that it does. No, the, the, the second biggest one. So to get the blades in the game, you have to use the in-game gotcha system. There's no, like, paying for the cores or anything. Uh, but you do, like, get them for, like, quest rewards and, like, enemy drops and stuff. And just randomly getting these blades is so annoying. I have all of them, with, except for the New Game Plus ones, ah. but I have all of the base ones. Right. And I'm not going to start a new playthrough, like, f- fresh playthrough of Xenoblade 2 ever, because I don't want to try and get those again. It's so... It's not great. Like... And the worst part is, so you have four characters that can pull the blades. Right. And with these four characters, like, if... depending, If, like, like let's say Rex pulls a blade, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a rare blade. Only he can equip that one unless you use an item to transfer it to someone. Okay. And, like, I was playing the whole game thinking, like, man, it would be so much better if instead of getting them through a gotcha system, you got, like, their core crystals through, like, side quests and stuff. Right. And the main quest. And then they all get added to a pool that everyone can pick from. That would be way better than what it is. Xenoblade 2 Definitive Edition. Pass um, connected. <laughs> You mean past broken? <laughs> uh. <sighs> Man, anyway, it, that's probably one of the worst parts of it. Like, I hate the gotcha system, but luckily in my original playthrough, I got all of them except for one, which I ended up rolling the last one I needed, like, the second I started. So nice. that worked out nicely. Um, the other bad thing it does is uh, the skill check system, which... It's like HMs from Pokemon, but ten times worse. Yeah, because Pokemon so, got rid of those. 
Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, in Gen 7. Yeah, and the newer ones, you don't even need HMs. Well, nope. you... Yeah, what? Oh, man. Yeah, because you get the ride system in 7, and then uh, in 8, you get the bike. And the bike does right. everything. Right. Anyway, so what it is, is like, okay, let's say there's like a rock you need to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. It will require level 7 Earth and level 4 Super Strength. So you can check up Blade's skills, and now a lot of the rare blades, they'll have like up to three or four of a certain skill. Right. Common blades only get like one or two. So like, let's say I got this blade that has four Earth's, Earth Mastery on it, okay. but I need to make sure that they're equipped. So, so it ends up getting this thing where it's like, okay, I need how much? I need level seven this. Okay, let's go through, open up the menu. All right, everyone, let's assign different blades to you. So I can get past the skill check, and it's really annoying and clunky and not great. Right. Uh, there's some parts later in the game that get really bad with it uh, that I know a lot of people complain about. And that's easily, like, the worst part of Xenoblade 2 are the uh, really terrible skill checks. Right. Like, just not great. Um, outside of the skill checks, uh, I, I, typically like every, I typically like everything in it. I really like the story. Uh if my problem with Xenoblade 1 was all the best story bits are at the beginning, uh, Xenoblade 2 has the opposite problem, where all the best story bits are towards the end. Uh, Xenoblade so, 2's... So, so what you're saying is they need to make a super definitive edition that's just the first half of 1, and then just skips the end part of 2. That would make no fucking sense. I mean, does it make sense anyways? No. What? <laughs> See, Exactly. <laughs> Oh god, that that sounds like a mess. But no, uh, it's, it's great. So Xenoblade Two is what? It's like ten chapters. Uh, I think the first four chapters kind of meander a lot. Then five, it starts to get focus, yeah. which is probably pe- like I feel like a lot of people's complaints about Xenoblade Two's story comes from the first four chapters. Right. Like it has some kind of bad comic relief. Okay. And some kind of like just weird moments that aren't that great. But then after chapter four it starts to get focused and everything and I, I really like the story in Xenoblade 2 I like the story and characters a lot and right. I do think the gameplay in Xenoblade 2 is a lot more interesting than one although if you're playing 2 for the first time it takes forever to introduce everything to you because right. it's like uh, you don't learn how to topple an enemy until chapter 3 excuse is, me yeah I know and like because the game teaches you everything very slowly To the point where you, uh, to point where you get a tutorial right at the beginning of chapter ten, which is pretty funny. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really weird game. Like both of them are really weird games, and oh yeah, also two has a terrible UI. Like oh, it is so fucking bad. You you think that it was like Xenoblade's gimmick until they realized it didn't work, so they so they fixed it in the definitive edition. Oh, yeah, the Xenoblade gimmick of having a bad user interface. Yeah. And being obtuse and stupid to look at. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, God, like, I was, like, playing through Xenoblade 2. Like, I wasn't doing any side quests or anything. I was just going through the main story, and I'm like, I miss the minimap stuff from Definitive Edition for one. <laughs> God. And, yeah, it's... Yeah, two's kind of a mess, but it's a mess that I really like and, and appreciate. Uh, I found, like, I ended up liking the characters and story a lot more than I did my original run. Mm-hmm. 
and stuff. And yeah, they're just two really weird games that compare and contrast, strangely. Uh, and then the last thing I played was Death Come True. Right. The newest game from Kodaka, the creator of Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Uh, it is an FMV game. It's only on the Switch right now. I think it's coming to PC in a few yeah. days. And it's basically it's an FMV game uh, where a guy wakes up in a hotel room, doesn't have any memories, and looks on the TV, realizes that he's a serial killer because there's like a, there's like a news report. And every time he dies, he wakes up with his memories again. So he's got to find out what's going on. And it's pretty interesting. I think the story moves a little too fast. Like, one playthrough takes you about, like, maybe 90 minutes. Okay. Because it is pretty much an uh, interactive movie. And there's a couple choices here and there, uh, which can lead to deaths. And the more deaths that you find, the more uh, side stuff you unlock. There's, like, some... Uh, there's like some side stuff like uh, making of production videos, like behind the scenes stuff, which I think just got subtitled. Is and there a really monokuma anywhere in the game? No, I didn't see him anywhere. Okay. I think he, that technically it's owned by Spike Chunsoft, Monokuma. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, yeah, this is like the Can't first game he's made that. in with his new production company. Can't do that, gotcha. Yeah, and so you can look at this and you can tell this is a side project. Mm-hmm. Like, its, it's story is not very deep. Like, it goes a little too fast. and uh, But it's like it's just really neat. It costs like 15, 16 bucks. Yeah. Uh, it's on the Switch. Um, it looks fine for what it is. UI is a little rough, but there's not really much I can say because it's an FMV game and like, it's the length of a movie. Yeah. So. If it sounds kind of interesting, you like the Danganronpa Rider stuff, you can go take a look at it. It's neat, is how how I would describe it. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, so is that... God, is that everything I played? Let me look. I think so. I think that covers off everything that I've played in the last few months. Uh, you didn't talk about Clubhouse 51 when we played those games, but I'll talk about it because it's in my list. Yeah, let's... Yeah, what, have, what the hell have you been up to? So my, my, my list is kind of short. That's because one of these games took 140 hours. Uh, oh, but Jesus anyways, Christ. I'll, get, I'll save that one for the last one because, yeah, dear God, that was 140 hours. But anyways, so Clubhouse yeah, 51 games came out. It's a yes. fun time. You like board games? You like fake Uno? They got fake Uno. Uh, excuse you, it's last card? <laughs> Look, Along- I, I just remember we were, we were fucking playing. You didn't do it. We called you. No, no, we didn't call you out. You just didn't say it. The game automatically called you out. It was great. Hey, man, you want to play some Yacht Dice? Yacht Dice. Yahtzee's Yacht Dice. It's pretty funny. Uh, what else What else is there they can't say? Because it's not Connect 4, what they call it? Four in a row? Yeah, four in a row. Oh, what else is there? Because there's a couple of them, and it's just kind of funny. It's like when they have to translate the JoJo stand names. Oh, kind of, yeah. So it's have crafts works, it's arts and crafts. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's it's a fun time if you like board games. It is. It has on uh, online play that works pretty well. It does. Nintendo has good online net play. What's up with that? Not in Smash, but you know. Yeah. We don't talk about Smash right now. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, we, we let's not talk about Smash. <laughs> so anyway, it, it's a fun time. 
I just kind of put it on there because I needed something to, to expand my video game talk list. Yeah, it's like a good game to play with friends real quick. It is. It's a nice, nice fun time. So, uh, the Pokemon DLC came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not worth $30. I can tell you that right now. Oh, well, hold on a minute. You mean staunch Pokemon defender Andrew over here <laughs> is telling me a Pokemon thing isn't worth it? Look, right, fuck you, I enjoyed Sword and Shield in the base game. It was fine, it was what I expected. I expected a little bit more if I'm paying $30 for two things of DLC. So if you look at it, each DLC is $15. Isle of Armor is not, it's like worth five, right? It it's not worth, worth five? I, I would say it's worth five. It's, <clears throat> so, like, I don't feel like, like, there's not, like, much to do, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, the story in the game is, like, kind of short. And I don't know when it's supposed to take place within the actual story of the game. Okay. Because they don't recognize you as champion until later on when Muster, the head of the dojo, just kind of says it in like an off like line, which is like closer to the end of the DLC. Okay. Because the whole, the whole situation starts off with this is the wrong person trope. They mistake you for somebody else. Okay. So so you you get your uh you get your shield ticket or your armor ticket, whatever it's called. And then you go there and just this guy in the train station. He's like, Yeah, I'm supposed to go train at the dojo, but I just can't do it. Huh. So so then your rival character, whichever game you're playing, comes up, is like, Oh, you must be the the new like dojo person. And literally, this option's like, no, I'm not. They're like, oh, don't be modest. You're clearly the new trainee. Here, let me, like, break you in. And, like, they have, like, level 25 Pokemon. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm standing there, my level 100 starter, fighting, like, a level 25 Slowpoke. I'm like, this is, uh, this is interesting. Okay. So, you know, situations happen. You join this dojo. Either you can keep telling people, I'm not the student, but okay. Mm -hmm. So the whole, the whole point of the DLC after you join the JoJo is to take on the three challenges to receive the secret armor. Uh, Brent, you want to guess what the armor is? What's the armor? I have no idea. It's fucking the Pokemon. It's Cub Fu. Okay, wait. Say that again. So, so the, the new legendary Pokemon, Kupfu, right? Okay. That's that's the secret armor. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it's really dumb. So, yeah. so these three, these three chows include so, so they reference the fact your rival character doesn't have like the dojo uniform. Okay. So they're going to get it, but three fast slowpokes steal it. Wait, three fast slowpokes? Yes. How how fast does a fast slowpoke move? Uh, fast enough so they can steal a uniform and no one can catch them but you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, so that, that's the first trial. Because Mustard's all like, ah, the first trial. Get the uniform back from the slowpoke. And you're like the only one who gets like the entire uniform back. He's like, well, technically, this means they've won the whole thing. But I'm going to give everyone a second chance. Second okay. trial, go pick mushrooms. Because that's the secret to Gigantamaxing, is mushrooms. What? <laughs> yeah. 
So, so you find a whole cluster of, of mushrooms in a cave, because fucking mustard tells you right where they are. And then your rival character shows up like, no, I saw those first, even though clearly you got here first. I clearly saw them first. So you find them again, you win, and like, fine, I don't need your stupid mushrooms, I'm gonna get more better mushrooms. So then, you and the other person get the mushrooms, and you drink the soup that causes your Pokemon to Gigantamax. So then the third trial is fighting your rival character. Of which, uh, Sword has a harder time than Shield. Okay. So, so, so your rival cheats before you fight them. They do something to the field. So Clara, who's the one in, in, in Sword, sets up like what Toxic they, Spikes. It's like what, they plant C4? So, so, so Clara plants Toxic Spikes. Okay. So you enter the battle poisoned. So Avery, the shield guy, all he does is uh, he he makes it a misty terrain, or hmm. psychic terrain, whatever the fucking terrain is for psychic Pokemon, which doesn't actually do anything if he can't get any moves off. Because I I was playing the DLC with a friend because he had shield and I had sword, and he's yeah. <laughs> he's like, why did I get easy? <laughs> he saved me such a little bitch. Because the Clara fight's admittedly slightly difficult because you're into the battle toxic. Uh-huh. But she's not that hard. So you win. She's like, I guess you're going to tell Mustard that I cheated. I'm like, nah. She's like, why not? Mustard's like, well, I knew anyways. But you still tried your hardest. And it's all that matters. I'm not going to kick you out. So anyways, <sighs> after that, he gives you the Kung Fu. Uh, it's level 10. Great. And then he gives, and then he gives you a quest. Okay. Become best friends with Cub Fu. Well, did you come best friends with him? <laughs> oh yeah, because you, you got to go to all these like spots and like look at the ocean and boost your friendship. It's like it's like the Infinity stuff in uh in Xenoblade. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> Oh, no, actually, no. I think the affinity stuff of Xenoblade is worse, because to grind affinity, you have to do a bunch of side quests with the characters in your party. <laughs> it's fine. So, anyways, after... So, after you, you get it, you can choose to either go to the Tower of Water or the Tower of Darkness to evolve your Kung Fu into Urshifu. So again, so here's where I really don't know what the fuck this game's supposed to take place within the story. Because when you get to the Tower, it's like... Because you can only take the Kung Fu in there. I picked Water, my friend picked Darkness. So, okay. when you get to the tower, it's like, oh yeah, if your Kung Fu's left with 70, you should be able to do it. So it's like, wait a minute. So this is like a post-game level. But, like, the plot makes no sense for the post-game. Right, yeah. So anyways, so you do the challenge of the wind Kung Fu. Uh, once again, I apparently I picked the hard mode, because I picked the water tower. So Kung Fu has, like, no, like, effective moves against water types. Oh, great. But he does against dark types, you know, he's a fighting type Pokemon. So, regardless of whatever tower you pick, Mustard will be on the top. He's like, oh, I knew you picked this tower, blah, 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 blah. So, so the entire time you're thinking, so, so Mustard has a wife, her name's Honey. Oh, okay. Yeah, Honey Mustard, yeah, you figured it out. Good job, bro. <clears throat> uh, I did it. it yeah, honey mustard. <laughs> but anyway, so she 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 looks like 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 Milf Daisy, right? Okay. 
She's like middle aged Daisy. She's like, so why why would this 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 clearly younger woman date this like like be married to this eighty year old man? So Brent, you ever seen Hunter Hunter? Uh yes, I love Hunter Hunter. Uh, so you know Chairman Nitro? Okay, I don't remember that guy. You know, hold on. Oh, I'll have to find a picture of Chairman Nitro. So, so you remember, you know, the 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 Chimera Anarch? Yes, Chairman when he fought, Nitro. When he fought, not not Cell. Yeah, it was not Cell. Okay. And and and, and he got really fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mustard. Oh, okay. Like like the man fucking like throws his head at you. Has his fucking long ass ponytail, like a badass martial arts outfit. He has a really sick thing. So, so Chairman Mustard—that's what I'm going to call him from now on, because he's just clearly Chairman Nitro. But uh, yeah, he also has a Nershifu. not a Nershifu, a Kubfu. So you beat that Kubfu, and then your your Kubfu reads the scroll and becomes a Nershifu. Okay. So, so the whole point about Urshifu is the signature move on either like evolution is always a crit. Like it has like low like base power, but no matter what, it's a crit. Okay. So it's it's interesting. Uh, it has an ability that even if they use protect, it can still hit. Hmm. Because it's so angry, it just d- doesn't see you know protection. It's like it's like Yosuke, not Yosuke, Josuke. In part four, when when he couldn't see Rohan's stand, because he was too mad. Because he's so angry, he doesn't know what pictures are. Huh, okay. So then after that, I'm trying to remember. Something else happens. I'm trying to think what happens after that. Because there's some more plot stuff. But then you have to fight Mustard, like, one more time. Mm-hmm. No, no, okay, now I remember. Right, so I think Hop shows up. So this is part that you can clear. I was supposed to be at the post game because Hop's, you know, Professor Hop now, or Professor Assistant Hop. Okay, I was about to say, wait, did, wait, does he become a professor? I mean, that's that's his new life goal is to become a professor. Okay. So so anyways, so all all that happens. Uh, so. They they bring up the so you can't feed the Urshifu the soup because it doesn't like mushrooms. Okay. So you have to track down G Max honey. So it would eat that, so it can Gigantamax because it's a bear brain. Okay. And bears like honey. Of course, that makes sense. So you go on this whole quest to find the honey, of which Hop licks some off of you. Well, uh, I'm not making that up. Mm, oh, oh, okay. So, so a Pokemon like I can't remember which one like lands on your head. And hops like, oh wait, is that honey? And it's just licking sound effect. It's a little weird. All right, Hop. <laughs> yeah, so Hop licks you, and it's really weird. And he's like, oh no, this this honey's too watery. We need to find the good honey. So, anyways, you fight, you fight a, a, a Dynamax Vespa Queen. Get that honey. You feed it to the Urshifu. So it can Gigantamax. And then you fight Mustard one more time. And it's a really badass fight. Because then it just ends with Gigantamax Urshifu versus Gigantamax Urshifu. So this okay. whole DLC like, would probably take like three hours. It sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> so, but like, I think I played it for like 
maybe around five, mostly because I had to grind for the G-Max mushrooms. Okay. So they don't spawn automatically. They only they have a chance to spawn in only four areas on the island after you do a max raid battle. And then again, there's only a chance that they would spawn. Only a chance, huh? And you have to check each of the areas individually. Okay. And then you get into another max raid battle. And repeat. Because even though you have the G-Max honey, like, unless you put it in the soup, it won't Gigantamax. Okay. Because it's really stupid. And this DLC was not worth $15. Look, when I, when, I, when I beat it, I was thinking when we do this fucking podcast, I was going to get so much shit for it. <laughs> God, it sounds not good. Because I've, I like I fucking debated that the, the sword and shield were good. And this DLC comes out, I'm like, why would they do this? <laughs> why would why, they do this? Why would they give me ammo? <laughs> why would they give Brit ammo they use against me? I'm just going to start shotgun blasting. <laughs> So, uh, I would say, uh, so, th- the fact is you have to buy the DLC together. Wait, just kind of tells me that, uh, they probably didn't have faith in either one of them, so they kind of just kind of put both together. Wait, you have to buy them together? Yeah, you can't buy them separately. You have to pay the $30 for both. Okay. So I honestly don't think Crown Tundra is going to like save the DLC. It's probably going to be better than Isle of Armor. But I don't think it's going to save the DLC in the whole. Okay. But yeah, it's... it's uh, I would say like Isle of Armor is probably worth like five bucks at most. Yeah, which uh, no one's ever going to be able to give her five bucks because Nintendo never puts shit on sale. So Yeah, no, so... I mean, especially since you gotta buy the fucking DLC, you gotta buy both at once as a $30 pack. I mean, yeah, and, like, I do think it says a lot that you genuinely liked Sword and Shield. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was a dumb Pokemon game, and that's what I was expecting, that's what I got. I don't know what I expected with the DLC, not this. Like... Yeah, so, like, even if you're someone like me who didn't like Sword and Shield, uh, like, yeah, probably just avoid this. Yeah. I mean, unless, like, Crown Tundra does some really, like, big shit. What is Crown Tundra? So that's going to be the second DLC. That's going to be, like, focusing on all the legendary stuff. Wait, this has two DLC? Yeah, so the first DLC that came out, which came out last month, was the Isle of Armor. Okay. Which is the first half of the DLC. The second half is Crown Tundra, which comes out, I think... November. Oh, half. Okay. Yeah. Because the way you made me think is, I'm like, are they selling you another thirty dollars of DLC? No, 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 no. So Isle of okay. Armor is worth. So you gotta buy both together for thirty. Oh, oh, that's what you meant by both together. Okay, I thought you were yeah, talking about. Uh, you have to buy both Sword and Shields DLC together. Oh no, 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 no! That would be ridiculous. So now, the way how I think that they that they that they should do it is that you just buy one DLC pack and it applies to both Sword and Shield, but that's not how they did it, right? Nope. Okay. Th- you would think that, but nope. Hey don't, hey, don't accidentally buy the wrong version of the DLC or else you're screwed. Uh, that that happened. Cause the po- so, it, look, I'm not blaming Nintendo or Game Freak. I'm blaming fucking Pokemon Company at this point. 
Because it's not Game Freak making decisions anymore. I hate, I hate to break that to people. Yeah. It's the fucking Pokemon company, because they all they care about is the fucking money. That's why these games weren't delayed. So, I don't think I've ever brought this up on the podcast. But I subscribe to a theory about Sword and Shield. About okay. why all the Pokemon got cut. So, there was a rumor flowing around, like it's like right after the game come out came out, that all the Pokemon were supposed to be in the game. But the team coding for Game Freak fucked up the uh, the importer for the models because they'd never done it before. Okay. So they had to remake all the models. Wow. Because like that was the whole thing with the models, right? Is that like they're right, just going to future proof series? Yeah. Yeah. God it. So that's why I, I subscribe to the theory that they somehow fucked up the imp, imp, the uh, the up uh, the importer. Because like I explained this in Divin Discord server. If they admitted that, they would just look incompetent, mm-hmm. which is bad. So they rather just make it look like they made this as the choice of the decision, because then they can just add them back in later. Yeah, this is why they're we're not going to see like a Gen Four remake for a bit, mm-hmm. because they're going to advertise the hell and back that all the Pokemon are in it, because they're going to claim, "Oh, we listened. Here it is. It's not the fact that we fucked up and had to remake all these models." Yeah, yeah, you know, because I, I I already imagined that fourth Gen trailer was going to come out. It's like, "All right, guys, we heard you." All the Pokemon are back, and then there's going to be at least two articles saying Nintendo uh, list like bowed down to the whiny part of the to like entitled man babies. I mean, probably yeah. Yeah, because like so I've I've so once I heard that I was like you know that kind of makes sense. Cause I'm thinking about from like again like from a Western perspective that doesn't make much sense. If you fuck up, you fuck up in the business world. But from like a Japanese perspective, that makes a whole of a lot of sense. You rather look bad than incompetent, because you can fix looking bad. Yeah, but you can't fix looking incompetent. So, because I think cause yeah, because they added like two hundred more Pokemon back, and there's going to be some more when the Crown Tundra comes out. Okay, yeah, they just got to slowly remake them. Right. So that that's my theory that they're just remaking the models. <laughs> This I mean, is why yeah, the that... animations look basic. That's yeah. why there's only Charmander. Because if you notice, they fucking put Squirtle and Blastoise as the big selling point in this. Really? It's not oh, because I didn't they that. care. Yeah, no, so because so you get either a Squirtle or a Bulbasaur. And like, the, uh... My biggest problem with the 3D models in the Pokemon games is that I think that they lost a lot of personality. Oh, they did. Like, okay, like the one I always point to, Typhlosion. Oh, no, that's the one everyone points out, because Typhlosion's the best, because it's fucking fire. And he, looks fucking like, and he looks like a goober in the new games. Yeah, he's just kind of standing there like, eh, eh. And then he attacks, he's out for like a split second, and then... Yeah. Gave him his fire, fix your damn Pokemon company, fix your damn game, but they won't. No, yeah, because they because the the Japanese investors want their money instantly. We gotta put the games out faster. Well, because Pokemon's a brand at this point is all about branding. Uh huh. And that's exactly what it is. I mean, Nintendo yeah, is much. also realizing this, but here's the thing: Nintendo's in control of their own shit. Game Freak's not in control of the Poke because they fucking gave the rights to the Pokemon Company. Mm-hmm. That's where Masuda fucked up. Yeah. 
But Masuda, I don't think, is the director anymore on Pokemon games. I think Let's Go was his last one. Which is funny, because everyone gives him shit about Sword and Shield, but I don't think Masuda was ever a part of that. Man, this just reminds me of fucking Pokemon, like, what is it, Unite's coming out? Oh, yeah, the League of Legends clone. Yeah. Dude, fucking VP was fucking on fire. It was great. Oh, I bet. Well, because everyone's all like, it's going to be the Gen 4 remix. It's going to be Let's Go Johto. You guys want Pokemon teeth? <laughs> Forgot about Pokemon Smile. Oh, it's Smile. Okay, for some reason, <laughs> why did the name Pokemon Teeth come into my head? Uh. I just fucking loved it because cause, like, I was at work when the, that dropped so I just kind of had it planned while I was doing stuff I had to go do something to come back and see the streams over so I put in the Discord chat what did I miss after Unite? Nothing like legit nothing or what did you just nothing for? It's like no legitimately nothing it ended at the Unite I'm like what the fuck <laughs> what the like I just started laughing like a madman yeah. it's so fucking hilarious Oh, so anyways, on to the last game I played that, that took 140 hours. So, I never thought I'd say I put 140 hours into an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, God. But, uh, okay. Here we go. I enjoyed it, Brent. Fuck off. Oh, oh really? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't so, played the new Assassin's Creed games where they're different. Right. So, so, back when we started this podcast, back, yeah. How many months ago it's been? It's been like Maybe a, year. a year. So anyways, yeah. I mentioned, because I think I played Rogue at that point, that I was like, oh, I'm going to go through all the Assassin's Creed games. And I kind of like put little updates in, you know, in episodes of where I was at. So I'm kind of I'm kind of glad I went, did that, because otherwise I wouldn't go back to play these shit games. Because yeah. Odyssey was really good. <laughs> and it would have ruined like everything. I imagine, yeah. So, I mean, like, the modern timeline shit can just, like, fuck off. That's kind of yeah, dumb, whatever. Yeah, it's like, I, th- I think the modern timeline stuff, I think it was a cool idea. But now it's like, just just don't even have it. I mean, so, like, so, I guess I didn't know this when I picked, because I picked Alexios as my main character. Because you, you pick Alexios or Cassandra. Apparently Cassandra's the canon character. I, yeah, I remember hearing that. But also, like, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, okay, so uh, sorry, which one did you pick? Uh, Alexios. Okay, because I, whenever this game came out, I listened to like some mainstream gaming podcasts and stuff, yeah. and um, one of the things I always heard was that Cassandra is the way more interesting one. So it's so I'm gonna break some news to people. Ninety nine percent of the dialogue is exactly the same. I bet. It's just the fact they told the Alexios as voice actor to be a stoic Greek hero. Oh. And they just told Cassandra, give it personality. I mean, I guess. Because I, I think cause Cassandra's voice actress played a different character. I can't remember who she played in a previous Assassin's Creed game. So she already had like experience working with Ubisoft. So she can get she so she got away with giving Cassandra more personality. And it's also because someone's do some slight spoilers. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, this is like a mission early on. I, I mean, I say that. I don't think I got to it like 30 hours in, but at that point I was like over-leveled because so I was doing all the side quests and shit. 
So, so there's a there's a cult in the game called the cult of Cosmos. It's not over a robot that Brent likes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm taking that shot when I can. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, all right. So, so their whole thing is that they're they're controlling the Greek world, doing their actions through chaos, and their quote unquote leader slash ultimate weapon is Des Desmos, uh, okay. who is just your sibling. So, so the plot of the game is when you were when you were a younger child. Yeah, uh, the the oracle prophesies that uh, your sibling has to be thrown off a cliff. Sure. So I should I, I should point out, all right, that you're a Spartan. So this all makes sense. Okay. So to fulfill your Spartan duty, your dad's like, gotta throw the kid off the cliff. We're Spartans. This is what we do. So. So you you tried to save your sibling by pushing the priests off the cliffs, so they both fall off the cliff. So then, like the okay. council, like, well, now you gotta throw your other kid off the cliff. So your dad just kind of picks you up and throws you off the cliff. So, anyways, through some shenanigans, the cult got your sibling, and and it's kind of brainwashed them to be their their ultimate weapon. Oh, okay. So, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a game about reconnecting your family. It's about family. Yeah, it's about family. It's really nice, actually. And that's what makes it so important. So, so this game has like dialogue trees, and like your choices actually matter. This game has multiple endings about who dies and who lives. That's cool. Which I appreciated. You know, it's, it's really. It's really great. Uh, I mean, the 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 Greek part of which it's really weird that this game takes place before Origins, <laughs> but Assassin's Creed Origins was supposed to be the Origins. Oh so, yeah, I guess it does. So, so like you're not even an assassin, <laughs> so I don't know why it's called Assassin's Creed. I mean, Assassin's Creed just a freaking brand name I mean, at this point. I mean, so look, in, in Black Flag, all right, you, you weren't even an assassin until, like, the last chapter of the game. Because <laughs> in Black Flag, like, you steal the guy's outfit and his hidden blade. But you're not, like, an actual assassin until, like, the last chapter. So, yeah, so there's no hidden blade in this game. So instead, you get the Spear of Leonidas. Okay. Because you're the grandson of Leonidas. Sure. Or granddaughter, depending if you pick Cassandra or Alexios. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get some more some more spoiler stuff in this about this Assassin's game. So not only are you the descendant of Leonidas, you come from the people of Atlantis. Okay. Alright. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. So So the the Fuck! What are they called in the other games? I'm trying to think. Templars? No, not the Templars. Like the precursors. Uh, I think they're called the precursors or like the first civilization or whatever. Probably. So, um, so they're called the Isu. So okay. So the the a whole big point this is one of the points of the DLC is that your character is a hybrid of a human and an Isu. Okay. So so and it's heavily implied that all the other characters that you've played as have isu dna because regular humans can't use apples of eden or artifacts of eden 
Okay. Without getting corrupt. But if you have Isu <clears throat> DNA, you can. This is why they all have eagle vision. Oh, okay. So they're like retrofitting lore. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, all this stuff happens. Uh, you get you get to fight some Greek monsters like the Minotaur. Fought a couple of Cyclopses. Medusa. Uh, talk to a Sphinx. And, and again, it's... They take, like, Greek mythology and they made it work within the Assassin's Creed lore. Which I'll get to when I talk about the second DLC. Because I go into that a little bit. Okay. But, like... Like, Odyssey's actually a really good game. And I'm glad I just picked it up on a whim for like 25 bucks a couple years ago. And then I went through this journey of the Assassin's Creed games. Hmm. It's really interesting. So, so... The first, the first batch of DLC. It's called Legacy of the First Blade. Okay. So... It starts off because you get a letter to go it's to one of the Greek islands. And Alexios points us out because you, you get this guy later. That's how you get your ship. His name's like Barnabas or whatever. He's like, so we're hoping a guy move. Are we that desperate for money? He's like, he has a lot of stuff and we get paid a lot for it. So we're going to help this guy move. And Alexios is like, that's kind of dumb. So in the middle of this, you just see a man on fire run by. Oh, all right, great. And Alexios is like, I'm going to check that out. That seems interesting. So the Persians are invading again. No, not the Persians. <laughs> so Alexios is like, what, what the hell? Persians? What's up with that? So then he gets saved. So this is where some of the dialogue gets different between Alexios and Cassandra. Because ah, I forget what her name is. But if Alexios is, what's her face? But if it's Cassandra's, what's his face? I don't remember the names. Yeah. But anyways, so like, you you track them and you find like this hideout, and then you're assaulted by an old man who has a hidden blade. Oh, okay. And your character's like, well, that's really weird. What's up with that? So it turns out I can't even remember his name. Like I should probably look this up, but I'm not. I'm just going to refer to him as the old man. Yeah. But anyways. So the old man's actually the dad of the person that saved you. And they're running away from the Order. Okay. They're not the Templars yet. Yeah, they're just the Order. They're just they, the Order. Yeah, they haven't decided on their name yet. I mean, I should point out that at the end. So there's actually, like, within the main game, there's actually, like, a side, a side quest to hunt down all the cult members and kill them off. And there's like 50 of them, so it takes a bit. Okay. So so because of that, right, due to the, your character's actions to killing off the cult, that actually causes the Templars to happen in the future. Okay. Because your character threw off the balance because they were causing chaos, so now Order is over, the, or whatever, mm. so. So then Order had to, so anyways, so moving back to the DLC. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, we, we've been on the run for years from the Order. And Lexios was like, well, I guess I'll help. So you, you gotta fight off the first batch. I think they're called the Order of... I think it's the Shadow? I can't remember. 
Because the Order of the Shadow, Order of the Storm, and Order of the something else. But anyways, mm -hmm. it might be the Order of the Hunt. Because the, the, the main guy is called, like, the Huntsman or whatever. Yeah. So you fight off the cult, and, like, during this, like, the Huntsman's there. And I, and I really like one of these quests. Because it involves this, this woman's looking for her son. You track him down, and he's like, no, you're a murderer. And your character's like, what are you talking about? And the kid's like, you killed all these people hanging from this tree. And Lexios is like, the fuck you mean? So then the Huntsman showed up. He's like, yeah, you, you murdered all these people. For, with what you're doing and you're like well i'm just doing my job and he's like nah you're a monster you're a murderer and you're like no you <laughs> so so then the huntsman sticks the families of all the people you murdered onto you okay so like so it gives you like four dialogue options and you have like a timed like thing like to pick one and one of them is the the murder option uh it forced you to pick the murder option no matter what you pick because <laughs> you keep trying to talk your way out of it, oh, just that option was like disappear. And the 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 was like, fine, I guess I'll have to murder everyone. So then there's another dialogue choice after that, of where he goes, I'm not a monster, or I'm a monster. Clearly, I'm a monster because I just massacred like a whole village. Yeah. So anyways, you fight the huntsman. So old man and daughter, after after you murder them, is like, oh, I guess we're off to hide again because the always want to keep looking for us. Doop doop doop. So this DLC was released in batches when it first came out. Okay. So so I just got this letter. It was like, huh? I guess I should go to this other part of Greece. Oh look, it's them again. <laughs> oh look, I now have a Greek fire on my boat and I have a flamethrower. I like to point out on this DLC, your boat gets a flamethrower. I mean, that's pretty cool. It is. It is pretty cool. So, so then you learn you're you're being hunted because Alexios a quote unquote tainted one, which okay. means that 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 their blood has has the course has the power to change the course of history. Okay. Right. So so the order has like now we got to kill these people off because they they can't fuck up like the world, just because they exist. So anyway, shenanigans happens. You help this old man with the quest, who's totally not suspicious. He's totally the main bad guy to last DLC, but you don't know that till the end. Okay. Anyways. So then, so the second DLC does something that pissed a lot of people off. And gave your main character a forced romance. Okay. So, so throughout the game, you had a flirt option. With NPCs. Or as I like to call it, the Ezio route. <laughs> the Ezio route? That's pretty good. I pick the Ezio route every time I look, alright? I just like to point out in the main game, I cucked an old man. Hell yeah. No, so literally, like, so this old woman wants you to get, like, make, like, a vitality potion for her husband, because he can't keep up with her. So he's literally like, I'm too old for this. You, you, you have sex with her, I'll just stand here and watch. Oh no. <laughs> so, you, so you literally cucked this old man. <laughs> Why does he gotta watch though? <laughs> Look, I don't know. Why? Why is there a Why is there a character in this game called Testicules? Well, hold on, run that by me one more time. So there's a there, there is a character in this game. He 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 is a, a minor plot character called Testicules. 
which translated from ancient Greece is behold his glory. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, so, so you, you have like a forced, forced romance and you end up marrying what's her face. I don't remember her name. And you have a child. I don't remember its name. Okay. So then, so then you get the last DLC. Of uh, I forget what is like. They all have like episode titles. I don't remember what they're called. But anyways, so the old man you helped in the second DLC, who was revealed to be the best friend of the old man, who is now your father-in-law. Right. He betrayed because he he joined the order, and your father's like, no, we have to kill the kings of Persia because they're bad because they listen to the order. Oh, I forgot. There's a there's a quest line in the game, mainline game called the Prince of Persia. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Sure. And anyways. So so. So the, the, the leader of the order, I don't remember his name, Bad Bad Man. Bad Man burns down burns down the village, murders your wife and steals your son. So your father in law's like, fuck this shit, I'm getting my grandson back. And Lex goes, I'm gonna help. He's like, No, fuck you, my daughter's dead. It's all your fault. <laughs> so they have a slight falling out, you reconnect with them on another part of Greece. It's like and you're like, Look, we gotta work together to get my son back and your father in law's like Okay, I guess we gotta do that. So shenanigans happen. You yeah. kill old man's best friend, bad man. And then you get your son back. And okay. then you're like, he's not safe with me because of my bloodline. They're gonna keep coming after me. Here, take my son and go to Egypt. Okay. Because your son is the ancestor not to the main character of Origins, not to Bayek, but to his wife, Aya. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And, and, and that's the first batch of the DLC. So the second batch, uh, it's called The Fate of Atlantis. Oh, great. Okay, good. So, so... So one of the Isu that kind of talked you throughout the game, I forget her name, is like, ah, oh, you're Alexios. You're going to be the keeper of this, of the staff that your dad gave you. Not not the dad that threw you up the mountain, because he's not your real dad. Yeah. He's your stepdad. Your real dad was, was guarding Atlantis. With a magic staff that made him live forever. Okay. Made by Hermes. So, anyways, so the, the so the DLC technically doesn't start to like after you do a quest in the main game that requires you to have the DLC to do. Uh, oh, okay, that's weird. Because, because again, the Isu can can tell someone's in the Animus because they have future vision. Yeah. So the talking to this character Lila, who was introduced in Origin, she's the new Desmond. People don't like her. Oh, uh, oh, really? I, uh, it's. There's reasons for that. She's kind of bland and uh, yeah, not a very good character in general. But anyways, so to to get to gain access to the chamber of Atlantis, to, to get to the trials, Alexios mm -hmm. has to go find some symbols and some tombs, which then she has to input those temp those symbols in the modern day, get access to the trials, 
which then Alexios can access the trials, which okay. sends them to Elysium. Okay. So you go there, and the first thing that happens, Persephone's all like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Murder him. Hmm. So you, you you fight you fight some 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 heaven guards. Hermes is there. You become best friends with Hermes. He dies in the end, so don't don't get too attached. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, so you do the Elysium shit, and you you start a rebellion with Adonis. Because Adonis is like, I want to leave so I can go bay in Aphrodite. Okay. Persephone won't let anyone leave Elysium. <laughs> and Lexio's like, well, I have to get to the underworld, so I guess I'll help you start this revolution. So you do that, you meet up with your grandpapa Leonidas. Because the Don is like, yeah, there's some old, like, Greek, Greek so, like, Spartan soldier guy that's out, out in the mountains who doesn't want to talk to anyone. Turns out it's just Leonidas. And you're like, Grandpapa, and you're like, you have your mother's eyes, you clearly must be her child. And you have my spear. That should have been the first clue, but we're not going to talk about that. Anywho's, so then you, you hold this, this whole revolution, you get thrown down a well uh, with a dog yeah. named Ross. So this dog named Ross, right, it just kind of like appears randomly throughout Elysium in like certain spots. Okay. And for some reason, it's really high to level. So after you fall in the well, because Persephone throws a, an Isu artifact down there and it chases it, uh, mm-hmm. it turns into Cerberus. Okay. So then you have to fight. So that's, that's where the first DLC ends of that. So then the second episode, you're, you're in the underworld with Tartarus. You know, it sounds like a toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, kind of. You can only go there after midnight. But anyways. <laughs> so you fight Cerberus. And you kill Cerberus. So Hades shows up. It's like, geez, who's the asshole that killed my guard dog? Alexio's like, you want to teach me how to use the staff? He's like, you killed my guard dog. Fuck you. Fix this problem. So he's like, well, where do you keep your giant three-headed dogs? And Hades like, you want to learn how to use that staff? Go, go find these ancient Greek warriors. These legends, so they can guard all four of my gates. There's actually five. We'll get there. So, so the underworld section, I like the aesthetic. It's really metal. Okay. So, so you do stuff like help, you know, the boat guy Sharon. You help him out. Uh, you meet you meet some characters who died within the main game, including Testicules. He's in the underworld. Uh, some other shenanigans happen. So you go through all that story. Mm-hmm. And Alexa's like, are right, you going to teach me how to use the staff now? And H- Hades like, oh, I never said that. And Alexa's like, fuck you. Yes, you did. He's like, no. I said I was going to help you realize your destiny because I have five gates. You're not leaving the underworld. You're guarding the fifth gate. So it was, it's one of those, you know, Dante moments from DMC where he's like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And Hades is like, fuck you. So then they fight. So then you beat Hades, and it ends with you're about to kick him in the face. And some modern plot stuff happened, like the bleeding effect. I'm not going into that, because the modern story is just garbage. Oh, yeah. So then you get to the third DLC. So Poseidon just kind of shows up. Sure, okay. 
Well, I mean, he 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 showed up in like the second batch of the DLC because him and Hades are having a bet the entire time. And Poseidon's like, all right, I'm I'm taking the main character to Atlantis. Bye. And you're like, well, what was that about? And Poseidon's like, I have existed many a years, and I destroy Atlantis like every every like seven, depending on the judgment cycle. But now I don't have to do that because you're going to be the new judge of Atlantis. So hmm. shenanigans happen in Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, the East two are all assholes. So then you get you get the you get to meet good old Juno in Atlantis. You know she was a main character in the first couple of Assassin's Creed games. She's still a bitch. Okay. But anyways, so so you find out. Like, all, all these, like, ancient, like, monsters and shit throughout, like, history and myths were actually created by the Isu doing experiments on humans by infusing them with Isu technology. <laughs> it's kind of dumb, but I'm kind of for it. Yeah. So towards the end, Alexio's like, man, fuck this place. Fuck all you guys. You're all assholes. So Pinocidon's like, oh, so you have... Judge Atlantis and Lexios is like, yeah. He's like, all right. Poseidon's like, all right. Time to blow it up. I'm not, I'm not even joking. They kind of destroy Atlantis. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what you got to do. So, so Poseidon takes him to the top of the tower. He's like, oh, you see those like two artifacts you got? And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right. Put the two balls there, and then put the pole in the middle to make a shaft, and then we're just gonna flood Atlantis. He's like, but won't people die? He's like, oh no, humans don't get in the boats when the water rises. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And and then so then you destroy Atlantis, and then some shenanigans happen in the main in the main timeline, and uh, and then it sets it up for Valhalla. Okay. So, I I just like to point out that like, in both like Origins and Odyssey, they had like both had like two different like DLC things like. Mm-hmm. segments the second one was always an afterlife dlc okay because i forget what the one i think in origins was like curse of the pharaohs or whatever like that focused on like the four planes of their afterlife and then an odyssey with the fate of atlantis did elysium the underworld and then for some reason atlantis because i guess atlantis is the afterlife i don't know is it sure I'm 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 not Ubisoft. I don't know what's going on in these fucking games. Look, right, there's a character that like shows up in like the main timeline. It's supposed to be like this big bad villain. I didn't know who the fuck they were. But apparently they were in other like Assassin's Creed games. So I don't fucking pay attention to the main timeline. Yeah, kinda yeah, it kinda seems like the main timeline doesn't have as much impact on the story. Look, after they got they they stopped using Desmond, right? I just, just kind of stopped paying attention. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Anyways, I put 140 hours into this game. Would you recommend Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Yes, I would. Hmm. I mean, I would say you might want to go back and do what I do and play the bad games first. Yeah, before moving on to like new stuff. Yeah, if, if you kind of trying to figure out what's going on so because i guess so i didn't realize this but apparently like the multiplayer and like revelations had like lore and like story that you needed to know for future assassin's creed games yeah so i'm apparently missing a lot 
<laughs> yeah, it's whatever. I'm look. I'm just in. I'm just in for the game. You know, being being man that murders people. And now I get to do it with two two axes and a beard. I like that Valhalla's giving like beard customization. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Also, I get to ride a bear. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's it's I uh, won the pre-order bonuses. Oh, nice! As a skin for your mount. Nice. Anyways. Huh. Yeah. Well, was all the games you played? That was. Cool. Well, I've I ended up watching some movies recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. For the first time, have you ever seen that one? No. It is a mockumentary, so it's like a fake documentary about right. a group of vampires that live together in New uh, New Zealand. This sounds familiar, and I don't know why. It's made by uh, Taika Waititi. Guy, That's probably why. Guy that did Thor Ragnarok. That's probably why I know about yeah, this. Yeah, it also has a TV series, I guess. I uh, watched it for the first time oh. a, a little bit ago. It's really good. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like a really good, just a really good funny movie. Um, Yeah, it's about the three vampires. Not really much else I can say. Uh, just go watch it, like. It like it has a pretty good sense of humor. Right. Uh, I also watched They Live. Okay. The John Carpenter movie. Okay. Uh, that one that one is really cool. Um, it's if you've never seen the movie, you've probably seen a bunch of stuff from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one where the guy he gets the sunglasses that let him see what's really going on in in society. Right. It's where like the big words obey come from. Mm-hmm. And, like, he sees it like, oh, some people are, like, weird monsters and stuff. Uh, it it was a cool movie. Like, it moves really fast. Like, it kind of, like, escalates pretty quickly. Uh, right. But, like, it's well shot, well directed. Uh, it's got some good actors in it. And it's a pretty fun time. Like, if you like John Carpenter's movies, I would recommend it. And also, not much else to say on that. Just, like, hey, go watch it. All right. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, those were two movies that I saw. I saw another movie. It's a one on, on online called okay. Jesus Hates You Now. Uh, is it because we watched Interspecies Reviewers? Is that why Jesus is mad at me? It, uh, you know, it it actually might be. Is, it, is he mad because I want to smell like barbecue? Uh, no, actually. that That is fine. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll bane the salamander shit. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll get to that on a future episode. (laughs) Uh, so Jesus hates you now. It's made by a guy named Tristan Newcomb. I think I've talked about him before. I don't remember. Um, I think so. He's a guy. He makes movies with puppets. So Jesus hates you now is technically it is about, um, there's this, this young man. He ends up getting trapped in a Christian Korean cult. Okay. And the movie is about, the uh the main character trying to unbrainwash him okay in reality the movie is 90 percent uh, a puppet telling the dude he's gonna cut his dick off <laughs> that that's basically the movie it's very weird like he keeps talking about how he's gonna cut his dick off like it's so hard to describe it's an hour and 14 minutes um it's probably my favorite it, movie that i've seen from him does it have the the korean buff jesus <laughs> No, uh, it, however, has a misquote from the Bible. Let me go find it. Hold on. Let me... No. 
Let me see. I posted it a few days ago when I watched it. I was just bored at work and I watched this movie because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this one before. Let me see. Okay. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever... Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life up in the clouds instead of getting slam-fucked by the Prince of Lies. It's such a weird movie. Like, it was pretty entertaining, though. Like, I would probably recommend it if you have time to kill and want to watch something stupid. Um... Let's see, uh, what else? Okay, so I don't remember if I ended up finishing it by last episode. I finished Common Rider O's. I think you were either close I think or I, was, I think I was close. You did. I don't remember, honestly. I mean, I can just scroll up real quick. Did I... Okay, yeah, we... Oh, the last episode we were talking about Rocket Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh shit! I don't want to remember Rocket Man right now. Okay, let's scroll back down. Um, yeah, Comrade. Yeah, you're right up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Comrade O's. It was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Fucking Rocket Man. God, yeah. It's... He gets to come back. God damn it. Uh, Oh, the last actual fucking episode we did was Australian mode. Holy shit. Yeah, it was, because we had two spoiler casts. Um, oh. Kamen Rider O's was real good. I liked it a lot. I gave it like a solid, like, eight. I think eight or eight and a half out of ten. Um, mm-hmm. Has some great characters. Uh, pretty good story. Uh, it's been a while since I finished it, uh, so I can't remember anything, like, super specific. But, yeah, it was it was really good. Like, it's one of my, it was probably one of my favorites. It was fun. I watched the crossover movie with Kamen Rider O's and Forze, which I guess this is how a lot of Kamen Rider crossover movies work. Uh, it's 90 minutes. 30 minutes is like an episode of O's. 30 minutes is like an episode of Forze. And then the last 30 minutes are a crossover episode. Yeah. Which is weird, but uh, okay. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And it was fun. Like it's just a fun time seeing those characters again. But in that movie, uh, the characters from Kamen Rider Double make an appearance, and I just finished Kamen Rider Double the other day. Mm-hmm. Which is now probably my favorite Kamen Rider series. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole premise of Double is that it takes place in like a Japanese town called Fudo, and uh, a private detective fights um, these like monsters called Dopants, which uh, people turn into by using... Uh, a thing called a Gaia memory, which looks like a USB flash drive they plug into their body. I mean, that's Common Rider has a ten dollar budget, all right. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> there's some bad CG in it, but it doesn't use it too much, thankfully. Um, and yeah, Common Rider Double is super good. I really like the characters. Uh, the main character Shotaro is great. He's kind of an idiot, but he means well. Right. Uh, his partner Philip is. Uh, I was kind of like lukewarm on him at first, but he really grows on you. Right. Um, yeah, it had some really good episodes. Uh, it ends really strongly. Like, I was wondering if it was going to nail the ending, and it totally did. Like, yeah, I was like, man, that's a, that's, yeah, it's probably my favorite so far, uh, of all the comrades that I've watched. You and should totally watch Ghost. It really is not bad. What are you talking about? Ghost isn't bad. I heard Ghost is fine. Kind of. It, but anyways. Yeah, it's... I'll I'll watch it eventually, but uh, 
yeah, Double was really good. I liked it a whole bunch. Like, uh, it still has, like, some weird, like, issues that I think all the Kamara series have had so far, which is, like, uh, the CG looks kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's... I mean, some it's of, not any better in Zero One. Yeah, it, yeah. There's there's some good visual effects in Zero One. I, I will say. Thanks oh, so there is. But then when they get like the CG is like okay, <laughs> let's not use this too often. Yeah, in the first episode, when there he has like the CG model like jumping through the cars, it looks bad. <laughs> uh. And like some bizarre editing choices, but yeah, it was like really fun cast characters. I like double a whole bunch. It was great. It kind of knocks out all, like, the shows and, like, movies I've been watching. Right. So, let's, let's talk about Scoob, because I watched Scoob. Oh, the movie Scoob? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I have a side note about Scoob and Shaggy. Don't worry. There's a side note about that. <laughs> so, I didn't know this was supposed to set up a Hanna-Barbera universe when I went in. Yeah, I heard about that. It's weird. So, so, so then after I was like, I wasn't expecting this, but apparently that was their plan. So Scoob is all right. It's an animated kids movie for Scooby Doo. Do I feel like they should have the actual voice actors in it? Probably would have been better. Oh yeah, because they just used a bunch of celebrity voice actors, didn't they? Except for the guy who played Scooby, because he played Scooby, but he wasn't allowed to play Freddy. Oh. But yeah, they had a bunch of sub voice actors. Uh, so it's an origin story for okay. not only like Mystery Incorporated, but New Blue Falcon will get there. Right. Uh, so it, it starts off with Puppy Scooby. I think he was stealing a ham or like a salami or something. Maybe it was even mm-hmm. a block of cheese. I honestly don't remember. Uh, Shaggy. I have, to t- I have to point out this takes place in modern day because like like, young Shaggy has, like, a smartphone listening to a podcast, How to Make Friends. Okay. So, so anyways, he, he meets he meets Scooby on the beach, and the, the, the animal control guy's like, I'm taking this dog to the pound. He's like, no, it's my dog. He's like, well, what's his name? He's like, Scooby, because he's Shaggy is Scooby Snacks. Mm-hmm. Well, what's his middle name? Doobie? Well, what's his last name? Do. He's like, alright, checks out. You good to go. So, so then, like, <laughs> You okay there, but... Yeah, 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 I'm good, okay. <laughs> that has a, uh, uh, that has a big, uh, what's your last name? Don't have one. Okay, so low. Low. Yes. <laughs> kind of energy. That's, now that you mentioned it, that's pretty much it. <laughs> then it flash forwards like, Halloween, where, where Shaggy's the Blue Falcon and Scooby's Dynamut, and they meet up with Fred, Daphne, and Velma, and, and they solve the first, their first case... And I don't remember if they said meddling kids or not. But anyways. Okay. So then they form Mystery Incorporated. So then the Fast Forge is, I guess, modern day. And they're in a restaurant talking to Simon Pegg. Okay. Because he, he wants to make them, like, I can't remember, like, wants to, like, be, like, their investor. Because they want to make, like, Mystery Solving an actual business. Okay, sure. So, so fucking Simon Pegg was fucking like naming off like, oh, you three are great. Like he was just like fucking naming off tropes and like character descriptions about him. God, it, it was it was like he opened up like TV tropes, right? Oh God, <laughs> it was just like a sudden like TV tropes to, to Fred, Daphne, and Velma. 
And it's like, you just need to get rid of those two. And I'm like, no, we're friends. We're not doing that. But then Shaggy and Scooby leave because they get pissed off that Simon Pegg doesn't like them. So they go bowling. But the bowling pins are actually like transforming robots created by Dick Dastardly. Okay. Oh, he's okay. trying to capture Scooby. Okay. I mean, Dick Dastardly results in dick jokes. Wait, oh, there's dick jokes? Look, so there's one, like, they're in a fun house, and Scooby kept calling him Rick. He's like, no, it's Dick with the D. Uh. Anyways, so during that, they get saved by the Blue Falcon, but it's not the original Blue Falcon, it's the son of the Blue Falcon, Brian. Uh, mm, okay. This is why he's different. And so, look, I don't remember much about the Blue Falcon cartoon. But I'm pretty sure Dynamut wasn't the straight smart one. Like, he wasn't the straight man. But for some reason, this movie, Dynamut's the straight man. Mm, okay. I, I don't know why. <laughs> so anyways, so Dick Dastardly is still in these giant dog skulls. Don't worry, mm. it doesn't make sense later. Okay, alright, good. I, I was wondering. So anyways, so so Scooby and Shaggy team up with Blue Falcon to stop Dick Dastardly, which then leaves Freddy, Velma, and Daphne to, to try to find Scooby and Shaggy. Okay. Shenanigans happen. Uh, Daphne, Freddy, and Velma get kidnapped by Dick Dastardly because he dresses up as a policewoman. And then he oh. reveals that he was Dick Dastardly. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't there like a whole thing on Twitter where people wanted to fuck him? Dressed up as a woman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways, so during the whole shebang, like, so they find out Scooby's important because he he's the descendant of the dog of Alexander the Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, so like, because of this, like, like he's, he's spending all this time with Blue Falcon. So there's a point. Because Shaggy got him his fucking dog collar to prove that they're friends. Yeah. So they get, like, the fucking, like, battle suit on Scooby. They have to remove the dog collar. Mm-hmm. So, like, Shaggy gives, like, the okay, but then he gets really mad when Scooby takes it off. Look, that mm. got, that gets bringing up later on, right? That actually okay. does. Like, Scooby calls Shaggy out on that. But anyways. So then they end up in, like, this island hidden under a bunch of ice and Captain Caveman's there. Okay, okay, yeah. But he speaks like a normal person. Oh, That was the part I wasn't expecting and I was okay with. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty un- unexpected. So they need they need to get the third, the third dog skull before Dick Dastley gets it. But to do that, they have to fight Captain Caveman in the arena. Okay. <laughs> so so during this whole happening, Scooby, not Scooby, just Freddy, Daphne, and Velma are on fucking uh, Dick Death's Disease airship. Mm-hmm. So they get out of the cell because one of the robots earlier on got his head cut off because Dick Death was kind of mad and he placed it with a vacuum cleaner. So so because Daphne entered out the filter and got all the dust out, it, it is in love with her now or some shit. So it gets them out of the dog cage. And so... They, they 
when they're investigating his ship, they find this fucking, like, shrine to the pit. What's this fucking dog sound? I can't remember now. Is it Dudley? No. What is it? I don't know. I don't remember Dick Dashley's dog's name. But it's like a whole, like, shrine dedicated to him. Okay. Because <clears throat> you, see, you see what happened was Dick Dashley tried to open a portal to hell. Okay. Steal all of the gold. All all of the gold that's famously <laughs> in hell. We all know it's there. Oh, it's 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 in Greek hell, alright? It's Hades' gold. Okay. So so they get the portal that he sends his dog in there, but it's a one way portal. So it can't come back out. So the only way to do that is to get all of the skulls of Cerberus. And then have the dog of Alexander the Great touch a plate to open up the portal of the hell. So, so, so fast forward to ancient Greece. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because at some point, Dick Dashley like, disguises himself as Fred. And like convinces like Shaggy to do something and he kidnaps Scooby. So they do that. And so, when all three dog skulls got together, it just summoned Cerberus. Holy shit, I get to talk about Cerberus twice in this list. <laughs> Holy shit, but anyways. So, so it opens the portal to hell. You know, Dick Dashley gets his dog back. Can't remember, they steal all the gold. Muttley, yeah. that's his name. Muttley, there we go. Now I remember. So Dick Dashley gets Muttley back, they steal all the gold. But, but like, oh, but we gotta stop Cerberus. But the only way to do it is <laughs> to close hell from the inside. Okay. So Shaggy's like, I'll do it. I'll sacrifice my life. So I did something. So Shaggy Shaggy closes on the inside. I'm like, well, we, we gotta find a way to get him back. And then there's just this statue. And I think, like, Scooby touches it. So then, like, Cerberus fucking opens the door and throws Shaggy out. Okay. So, so, so then the movie ends with with Simon Pegg funding funding Mystery Incorporated. They go off to solve a mystery. Uh, blue 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 Falcon son Brian uh, gets gets some confidence and he can becomes the new Blue Falcon. And and the credits set up a set up the cinematic universe. Yeah, I heard that this thing sets up a cinematic universe. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like it's all right because you know it's a Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not expecting like Zombie Island, but so so I have a sub note because I forgot Scoop and Shag existed. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I, it, I always forget Scoop and Shag exist too, and then I got end up catching up with it. So I I, I have a side note, uh, side point: Scoop and Shag, Shag he has Ultra Instinct. Yes, it's <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> Like I was like, wait, hold on, is this because the meme exists? What's going on? But read, read Scoop and Shag. It's, it's fucking, it's going places. Oh yeah, I'm super excited. Like the author, like has really found a nice groove with it. Fucking Bollywood's just being fucking stands. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what what a time. Go read Scoop and Shag. Yeah, it's yeah. Scoop and Shag is a real great time. So, anyways, so because Scoop exists, I was reminded that Hanna Barbera was a you know an intellectual property. Oh right. So I watched all of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. <laughs> How many episodes is that? Uh, thirty nine, I believe. Okay. The all eleven minutes, except for the last one being like twenty two. 
Oh, okay. It's they're all on Adult Swim's website. I think till the end of August of this year. Oh, cool. So I just kind of binged it. This 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 show just gets better with age. Oh, really? I the the clip of the Jetsons episode of "We Come from the Far Off Future of 2002." <laughs> and Harvey just looks at the calendar. This is 2004. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking. It's, I mean, some stuff hasn't aged well, but other stuff mm. extremely well. Yeah, I should watch it because uh, I've seen it's, bits of uh, the other one, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I like. I'm glad I watched it now as an adult because I get to catch up on the jokes I missed as a kid. This is fucking great. Uh huh. Like I lo- like it was really good. So I didn't know there was a 2018 special. Oh really? I didn't know that either. So so Phil Sabin, the the uh, the guy with the eye patch, voiced by uh, Stephen Colbert. Okay. Has has woken up and and has become the 46 and a half president. 46 and a half. Okay. What? Mm-hmm. So he. So some slight spoilers. So Harvey dies at the end of Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. He gets hit by a bus. Oh shit! So so he's magically back, and Phil is going to make him attorney general, so he can <laughs> impeach him because he has no idea how he became president, nor should he should he be trusted as president. Yeah. So Phil's whole plan is he's going to launch a nuke at America, from America. Okay. And it's going to explode in 12 hours. Or 24 hours, I don't remember. And the only way to stop it is if another president stops the nuke. So he has to be impeached, then get a new president. Okay. Shenanigans happen. It's a fun time. It's it's Harvey Birdman in this great. I'd watch it. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching it. Like it's a real fun time. I would highly recommend it. I like so during during the twenty eighteen special they they kind of they they start to recreate the opening, but they just kind of give up like halfway through the song. Mm-hmm. And it's really great. I appreciate it. It's a, it was a good special. Uh, there's some Alex Jones references in there. Okay. <laughs> just 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 watch it. It's really great. Sure. Yeah, I'll probably end up watching that at some point. I highly recommend it. Yeah. That's all I got for like TVs and movies. Okay, uh, I got a little bit for anime and manga, not too much. Uh, I watched the movie Millennium Actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a movie by Satoshi Kong, so now I've seen all of his movies. It was really good. It's basically uh, it's like in the st- um, it's about uh these like documentary filmmakers are interviewing uh, an actress, and they're basically getting her to like tell her story, and uh, it's. Like it keeps like switching between like the different movies that she's done to go through like her history as an actress. Right. It's really creative. It's real cool. Um, it might be my least favorite of his movies that I've seen. Uh, I I enjoyed Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, and Paprika a little bit more, but also Paprika. Yeah, but uh, but they're all good. They're all real good. Mm. Um, so I wanted to watch some older anime at some point. I just started watching G Gundam. The best Gundam. It's pretty it's good. Also, the racist Gundam. But we don't I haven't gotten to any of the racist stuff yet. Hold on, let's see. What is it? <laughs> you haven't reached Neo Mexico? No, I've seen six look, episodes. Look, I, I, I like how people use Neo Mexico mm-hmm. as like why this show is racist. 
But just like with Speedy Gonzalez, Mexico's like, no, we love Neo Mexico. Fuck off. <laughs> it's just a sombrero. It's a sombrero in Tequila Gundam who has a trident. Yeah, I know the special edition of the Blu-rays comes with a Tequila Gundam shot glass. It does. I, I have it. Uh, it's pretty good so far. I've watched six episodes. I'm, I'm watching the dub. Oh, yes. The superior version. Yeah, the dub is pretty good. Uh, Look, so, so, so I'm going to... So the reason why the dub is good is mm-hmm. because Gene Gundam in and of itself is dumb. Yeah. And full of ham. So the American dub is super cheesy. So it's a nice ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah. The Japanese dub does not do it justice. Yeah. Um, I like how uh, Domon's voice actor, I think he's now a dentist. He is because he thought like everyone was going to hate him as Domon because he, he was really cheesy. And everyone was like, no, that's why we love it. Yeah, the dub is the, yeah the dub is great. I'm like six episodes in, not too long. I've, I haven't watched an episode in a while. I probably should. But with the help of Kyoji, you can finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh so yeah it's <laughs> it's fun so far. I like it mm-hmm. for my for my first Gundam show. Ah, oh, that's that is a good place to start because it's a nice. I think that was the first series. That wasn't Universal Century. Yeah. It was his own thing. Yeah, there's like a timeline thing with Gundam that I'm a little confused yeah. by, but... So so you have the Universal Century, which I'm... is where a lot of the stuff happens. And mm-hmm. you got like the Wayne timeline, all this other stuff, other dimensions, whatnot. But G's like his own standalone is really great. Yeah. It's, it's Dragon Ball Z, the, the mech anime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yep, yeah, G Gun was cool. Uh, I watched five episodes of Bleach. Cause, cause why not? Um, Fucking Bleach. It's I see why Bleach got super popular. I if I watched this as a teenager, I would probably love have loved it. Well, it got popular in America. Oh, was it not that popular in Japan? No. So a lot of Bleach sales came from overseas. Oh, a lot of his popularity. Okay. This is why, because he had a. He had a series before it. I think it was called Zombie Powder. It got canceled. I think after three, either three volumes or three chapters, he had a mental breakdown. Then he wrote Bleach, hmm. and then it got really popular overseas, and that's what kept it going. Yeah, Bleach is interesting. I don't know. Like I've watched five episodes. Uh, I um I see why our friend liked Rukia. Brent. Hmm? Well, you 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 looking up some of that 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 Rukia cosplay? Is that what you're telling me? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'm 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 watching the dub the dub obviously because I need to hear Johnny on Bosch. Johnny one voice. Yeah. Yeah, I I know he has two voices. You're right, Adachi and you. No, Eureka Seven. Have you seen that? Fuck, it's been years. He has a real high pitched voice in that. Wait, who is he in a record set? Renton, the main character. No fucking way. Yeah, that is Johnny on Bosch. No. I could go find... Uh, there's like a video of like uh, him in the recording booth being like, so you know whenever I have to do Renton, and then he like makes his voice go higher. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, well, that's a revelation. Yeah. So that's all the, that's all the anime and manga stuff. I didn't, I didn't watch much of that. I was mainly watching Kamen Rider and stuff. Right, before I get to my my manga readings, yeah, your manga marathon. Uh, so, so there's a Digimon reboot. Mm-hmm. So the fucking movie still isn't out yet, like dubbed. 
or like online at all. Oh, that that sucks. The last last evolution, really really pissed off about it. Really want to watch it, can't. But we got the reboot. Uh, so I don't like the first three episodes. Okay, good good start. So, so like the first three episodes, like the first episode, like set up the which was all right. It set up like you know this is the reboot. Uh, the second episode was our war game. Okay. So, so you you have you so have you seen Summer Wars? Yes, I have. So that's so it was made by the guy who made the R War game movie for Digimon. Okay, that's what it is. I like have not seen that movie. It's the exact same movie. Yeah, I know, I know they're the exact same movie. I have not seen our our war game. So it, they pretty much condensed this movie in, into you know like a twenty minute episode of Digimon. Okay. And it makes no fucking sense for for Omega Mon to be there, but he's there. Like by episode two, they got like Mega Evolution Digimon, and, and like the fucking fuck this pacing, <laughs> holy shit. Episode three doesn't fix much, so then it got delayed because you know the Corona. Yeah, the big sicky. So the big sicky, the, the plague. We just gotta just gotta get CVTVs, anyways. <clears throat> references. So episodes like it just started up a couple weeks ago. So episode four got me a little bit back in. Okay. I still think like it's stupid because we've already had mega level threats, but now we're just back in the digital world dealing with like champion level threats. Okay. But it's fine because I guess they don't know. They haven't figured it out yet. So like they're giving like each like main Digi Destin like their own like episode and like different character developments. Okay. So like. Sora's not like a Sundere anymore, which is really weird. Because mm-hmm. she had a whole thing in the original uh, Digimon anime that she couldn't be, she couldn't represent heart because she she can't feel love because she's just angry all the time and angsty. Yeah. But anyways, so so then episode five introduces some whole new canon. Okay. About holy Digimon has already existed, but now they're like in the anime. <clears throat> And that's when I'm like, okay, this is kind of going places. I'm a little bit interested. I mean, you know where they're going to go with it because it's Digimon, you know, and they, uh, <clears throat> when they talk about, you know, the chosen Digimon they had in the past, and it's just the mega evolutions of all the other Digimon, the main G Dustin. It's like, okay. Well, that's where this is going. So, one of the things I liked in, season, in episode six. Okay. Because this was the episode where they introduced Mimi. They changed her character for the better, and I like where this is going. Because now at this point, because like the first like three episodes were like, hey, remember this is remember this part of Digimon, remember mm-hmm. Omega Mon, so we can sell toys again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now four, five, and six is branching off and going its own way. Because like Matt was in episodes two and three. But, like, we haven't seen him since because there's some plot stuff going on because he wasn't, like, part of, like, the main quote-unquote team, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, the first two characters we get are, like, Ty and Izzy. Like, cementing their friendship. And then we got Sora. Then we get Mimi. And then episode seven, when that comes out, it's going to focus on Joe. And I'm just, like, curious. So, like, where is it going to go? Because, like, like, they're retreading some stuff. But at the same time, they're going off off path. Okay. So it's like a weird, like, retread, yet 
not retread. Yeah, it's like doing new stuff too. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I'm more okay with four, five, and six that are currently out. That was with one, two, and three. And admittedly, I kind of watched like the first three episodes, kind of sleep deprived because I couldn't sleep, and I was like, "Fuck it, I guess I'll like start this Digimon reboot." Might as well. <laughs> and like, was not too fond of that we had mega level threats because I. I tweeted some stuff out about it, like, this fucking pacing is really dumb. I hate it. And so I don't know if that got fixed because they're going with new stuff with 4, 5, and 6, or the fact that they had some time off so they can maybe, like, work on different things, and maybe they rework some stuff that I don't know about. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> that could be. But But now I'm a little bit more interested in where this is going. Right. So now let mm-hmm. me get to my list. Okay, yeah, you got a whole bunch. So Super Eye Patch Wolf, like, like two months ago, maybe even three at this point, put up a video talking about Chino Wadachi. We'll get to that point. It's towards the bottom. I kind of put this almost in like the order I read things. I think yeah, that's how I kind of have the list put out. I'll probably just go in different order because I'm probably just gonna like give brief summaries and if I recommend it or not. Sure. Unless there's something I really want to talk about. So I was introduced to the Shuzo Oshimi. What an interesting man this man is. Yeah. That he can write write such great psychological thoroughs as Shino Badachi, and then stuff like Avant-Garde Yumiko, which is about a high school girl's obsession with drawing dicks. Oh, okay. Uh, Alright, sure. We'll get there. We'll get there. In fact, let's start there. Okay. I think that's his early available work. Because, like, there's, like, I think, like, a few, like, one-shots he did beforehand that I can't find online. Yeah. So, there's also another one that he did, another series that he completed, but only half of it's been translated and has been updated in four years. Oh, that sucks. So, I'm not going to start that. Yeah, Yeah, might as well not. So, so as I stated, yeah, Yavangarda Yumiko is about this girl Yumiko, who, uh, so, so you know the, the giant penis festival they have in Japan? Uh, n- no, what? So, I, I guess, I don't, I've, I've seen this in a couple different places, so I guess it's like, it's like a giant, like, fertility, like, penis festival. I don't know if this is true, or if they're just fucking making shit up. But anyways, so she, she sees pictures of this. In, like, National Geographic Japan, whatever it was. She's like, so that's what a penis looks like. And then she just becomes obsessed with drawing dicks. Everywhere she looks, she just sees dick. Huh, okay. So so it got to the point, she's like, I, I, I gotta draw dicks, but I don't know what an actual one looks like. Oh, I know. I'll attend an art school and draw new models. But that costs, like, 600,000 million yen. It was a really big number. I don't remember. So she yeah, she joins lot. the local art 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 club, which only has one member, and he's he's a dude. She's like, I I want to draw new models. He's like, Oh, well, we can't do that. She's like, Strip. I'm gonna draw you naked. So shenanigans happens. Like the teacher comes by. He has to hide. So she's like, All right, my my mom like doesn't get home till midnight. She's like a nurse or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can totally come to my house. I'll totally draw you naked. <laughs> so like at one point she like throws paint on his dick, and just starts like putting the paper on it. 
So it has like an imprint that she's like draws up that dick. So there's 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 like a there's like a like a scene where like her mom comes home, like checking up on her, and she's like, "Man, what's with all these weird pictures? I don't know what this is supposed to be." Even though it's clearly a bunch of dicks. Yeah. So it gets to the point, like our art member guy is like, "I'm fucking done with this shit. You're, you're touching my dick. You're making me feel uncomfortable. I'm gonna draw you naked." For some reason. So, he, he gets her to shit, draws her naked. She gets upset. He leaves. She's like, I, I just don't understand dicks. I know if I have sex, I'll understand dicks. This is how the plot goes. I'm not making this up. Okay, yeah. It's... So, so she, she, she fucks to the other art club member. They, they do it. She's like, I finally understand dicks. And that's just kind of how it ends, and she decides she wants to go to art college. And I guess they're, like, dating now or something. Okay, sure. <laughs> so, 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 Shuzu Ushani has, has this thing that he likes to talk about perversion in his manga. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, everyone has it, but no one wants to talk about it. So I guess it's my job to talk about it. So not all this stuff's like that. Just only some things. One that is like this, so so sweet poolside, right? So uh, this is about uh, some, some swimming club people, right? Sure, okay. There's there's this boy. Uh, he's made fun of because he has no body hair, but he really wants body hair. So that means he's a man. So then there's this girl who has all the body hair, <laughs> but she keeps cutting herself shaving. Okay. So she has the boy without the body hair shave her and is highly sexualized. Okay. So so it gets to the point. She's like, I want you to shave my special place. She's like, oh, I won't do that unless we're dating. She's like, I don't love you. I love Senpai. And I think like she tries to like drown herself or some shit. <laughs> okay. And, 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 then, and, then, and then he has to convince her that no, her pubic hair is beautiful. And that she shouldn't kill herself. It's a, it, no, don't kill yourself. Your pubic hair is so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much. <laughs> Look, the man, the man, the man knows what he's doing. All right. Okay. It's, it's fine. It's, uh, I mean, uh, how uh, how long are these series that you're talking about here? So, uh, Alvin and Yumiko, I think, was like three chapters. Okay. Sweet Pulse had was seven. Okay. Some of these are really short. Some of these. I mean, most of them, I guess, were cut there as short. Cause I think so far, his longest one was Flowers of Evil, like, 80 chapters? I don't remember. No, Happiness was 80 chapters. That's right. Okay, but anyways. I'll just talk about all the one-shots real quick. Uh, Shiro can't say her own name. Instinct concept that, uh, this, this Japanese girl can't say, like, vowels in, like, a row. Okay. Like, she has, like, a speech impediment. Mm. That's real interesting. So she, she befriends this, this, like, punk girl. Because they become friends. Because she's like, if you can't say it, just let's write your words down. And she's like, I'll let you keep that that pen and paper if you say, uh, if you make me laugh. So she writes the word cock. <laughs> it's hilarious. So 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 they become friends. Uh, they 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 form a band. Because she 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 can't she can't speak vowels in a row, but she can totally see them in a row. Okay, that's what's going on. So so anyway, shenanigans happens. It's, it's it's nice, short and sweet. Look look it up. It's funny. It's great. Okay. Uh, now, so so Utah Nova, all right. 
interesting concept canceled. Oh, that sucks. I mean, it was an interesting concept. It turned into like a shonen battle anime at one point. <laughs> Let me explain. So, so the whole the whole point is this this guy I don't remember his name, but he's learned to have outer body experiences. So his first instinct is to spy on his ex girlfriend. Okay, sure. Because he really wants to get the so so they broke up. Because mm-hmm. he really wanted to have sex, and... but she wasn't ready. Oh, he's like, just let me stick it in, and we can get it over with. <laughs> so he feels like an asshole, and he wants to apologize. But anyways, so he's astral projecting, like he can't actually like physically interact with her. So like at one point, like she brings a guy home, she's drunk. And they're totally gonna do it. He's like, "No, I'm a, I'm a stop this," but then she's totally into it. She's, she's totally a slut. Okay. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, this is some bullshit. I'm just gonna like kill myself or whatever." So, anyways, when he's asked to project, he's like this this girl in a school uniform, and she's like, "You know, sex in this form is really intense. You should try it sometime." And he's like, "What?" So, anyways. So he finds out the guy that slept with his ex-girlfriend is going to blackmail her into more sex and he took pictures and shit. So, so he's trying to stop that. So like, like the fucking like thing happens, like him, his two friends meet up with his ex-girlfriend, her two friends. They're all trying to blackmail him and like, that's stupid. You know that, right? We can totally go to the police with this. Yeah, trying to blackmail us. In fact, one was like, yeah, my dad's like chief of police. The fuck you doing? And they're like, oh, it's like, but it's fine. We like to have lots of sex and orgies anyways. <laughs> so this is kind of like, Chris his spirit, so he just kind of, you know, so try, tries to find what's your face of the skull uniform. Big up what's going on with that. That, because, because to the astral project, you need like a driving force. Yeah. Like, 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 so this driving force was like, you no, know, reconnect with his ex-girlfriend, maybe get back together. No, fuck that shit. She's a thought. So then when he's searching for what's your face in the school uniform, he comes across a bunch of other guys peeping on a lady in the shower. I'm like, oh, you should totally give us an email, because like, tomorrow night, this this guy who's the best at doing this is the one that us has sex with his idol. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. So the concert happened, the guy shows up, uh, literally takes her, like, spirit out of her body. Oh, this is the dream, you're really stressed out. So, so, quote-unquote, sex. In the, in the in the spirit body, right? Okay. It's just you just kind of like merge, like I'm like a blob thing. Sure. Apparently, it feels really good. So this is this is where it gets turns into the shonen battle anime. Oh, right, you said something about Cause, that. Cause, so the main character is like, "Fuck this shit! I'm gonna go look. I can't remember her name." And and the guy is like, "Why did you say that name? Why did you say Martha? How do you know her?" He's like, are you totally into her? He's like, maybe. He's like, no, fuck that shit. She's mine. So then they just kind of start, like, fighting. Like, okay. astral form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So so then what's her face shows up. She's like, I don't belong to you. He's like, no, we're totally going to have sex with this form. So he's trying to, like, merge with her. But this causes a giant tornado. Because <laughs> with inside her spirit is this other, like, guy who's like, get the fuck out. 
So anyways, shenanigans happens, and you fast forward like twenty something years, because at one point she's like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta stop chasing me, main character guy, main character coon, and get get yourself a real girl. You can't chase me for the rest of your life." So twenty years later, he's still chasing her down and finds his village, and this is where it gets canceled. Oh, uh, that that sucks. So so it gets canceled, but then kind of like has like a resolution that he put in like after they put it all together or whatever. Sure. So she's like, "Oh, I guess I guess you found me here. Let me explain how this works." So, so that that kid that was inside of me was that she's like, "I don't actually exist. I don't have a body to return to. I was made up by this old man many years ago, and he's about to die. So when he dies, all all the astral plane stuff goes with him because he traded all of it." She's like, "You need to move on." He's like, "I can't." She's like, "Well, you need to." He's like, "Okay." Then it just kind of ends. Huh. Okay. Like, interesting concept. I, I like the concept. Just the execution is just kind of... So this this is a theme I I found in his works. That when he tries to do, like, paranormal shit, mm-hmm. doesn't work very well. Or at least I don't enjoy it. Well, get to that. <laughs> okay. So, now let's go to the top of the list. Inside Mari. So this this is you know a take on you know the the body stop genre uh the, that that then turns into a a look into psychology in oneself okay so so the whole premise is there's this there's this neat man who apparently who goes to the convenience store every night and then there's this high school student girl who shows us the same convenience store every night this is mari and apparently he was stalking her one night, and she just, like, turns around and smiles at him. And next thing you know, he wakes up in her body. Oh, that's weird. Okay. So shenanigans happen. So it's up to it's up to neat man inside Mari's body. This girl who totally has a crush on Mari. And the other version of the neat man who doesn't know what's going on. Trying to figure out where the hell Mari went. I'd say read it. It is an interesting look in the face. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Okay. I think that's about ten volumes. I I read it. I read most of these in like one sitting, like like run right after the other. Okay. So so, so flowers of evil. This is what this is what made him a household name. It's what got him popular. Wait. Oh, flowers of okay. I rem- what I know flowers of evil from is the bad looking anime. The anime with that was a uh, rotoscope. Yeah, the, for some fucking reason they did that. Don't watch the anime. Yeah, it's I've heard the manga's way better. Because the manga's really good. It's a nice coming of age story. Okay. Like I can't. So I can't really talk about much without like spoiling. So I'm gonna just kind of give like a brief overview of the first few chapters, not say much after that. Mm-hmm. So you have this. So I like to point out that like, the like the character models don't get on point to like chapter ten. Oh okay. Because they're supposed to be I think in middle school at this point, but they look like they're at elementary school. It's it's really weird. Like the character models get on point about chapter ten, and then things go better. So you you got this like this kid who who thinks he's all smart and cool because he he's he's reading books that his dad gave him that are clearly above his reading level. 
So anyways, he totally has this crush on this girl, but he doesn't want to do anything. She's his muse. She's his inspiration. Okay. He's one of those guys. So anyway, so the pass in the back test is like, oh yeah, what's your face? God is zero, but you didn't write anything. What the fuck's up with that? And she says, shut up, fuck face. Okay. Like, so I like the little translator's note. He's like, I believe she calls him a shitworm here, so just kind of insert your own, like, swear. <laughs> Whatever you feel like she would say. Okay, sure. And he's like, so he goes to hit her, and she just, like, shows no emotions. So he teach kind of gets freaked out. He's like, fucking deal with this later. So anyways. <clears throat> so main character boy goes, has to go back to the classroom because he left his book Flowers of Evil by mm-hmm. the French poet. I don't remember. Uh, in, in the classroom so he goes to get that and he saw that his crush left your school uniform so he steals it okay so he's like oh I hope no one saw me so so the girl that called the teacher fuck me is like I totally saw what you did so she blackmails him oh and, and then things go off from there love triangles form Attempted suicide happens. Rape happens. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, but it's not the rape you're thinking of, Brent. Wait, what do you... Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I guess I gotta read and find out for myself, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm good at that part, yeah. I'd say, I'd say pick that up. It's It's definitely a good read. So so now we're going to get to the point where I got really disappointed with his works. Oh yeah. Cuz Drifting Net Cafe is a hot mess of garbage. Okay, wait, what's the name of this one? You said Drifting Net Cafe? Net Cafe. So you ever heard of the manga Drifting Classroom? No. Well, it was this manga of like it was a really early manga. This is supposed to be like a, a quote-unquote modern take on that back in like the 2000s or whatever. Except for, like, the Net Cafe doesn't really drift. It, it went to a different dimension and then just kind of stayed in that dimension. And shenanigans happened. And it's like... He tries to write this, this sci-fi, like, paranormal stuff, and it's just... It doesn't work. <laughs> so, so the site I was reading it on, a lot of people it's like, I'm dropping this, the main protagonist is just kind of... So, so the main protagonist is supposed to be like this fucking like scumbag. So he mm-hmm. he's an average salary man, whose one regret was he never like went out with like his first crush, because she kind of like worded him out. Cause she like licked him one time. Oh, it's a lot of licking going on this episode too. Yeah, a lot. I have themes. I don't like this, but anyways. Yeah, your theme is licking. Okay. Lick, licking and Cerberus, dogs. This theme, this episode theme is dogs. <laughs> Anyways, shenanigans happen. So, so people they like to point out that the protagonist is like, for lack of a better word, a pussy, because he couldn't fight a man who's six foot tall and like weighs three hundred pounds of pure muscle. So, average Japanese salary man versus Chad from Bleach, right? Mm-hmm. You think you think the average salary man is going to beat that? No, I don't. No, I don't, I don't think they can. Apparently, people didn't get that, so they they dropped. I I stuck through. 
<laughs> so I'd like to point out that they never finished the scans on the site I was using. Oh, that sucks. So I had to fucking go to Amazon <laughs> and pay like 12 bucks to finish this fucking series. I'm mad about that. Because <laughs> it wasn't worth it. This is the one that say disappoint me the most. I would not recommend that one. Yeah. Everything mm. else so far, I'd recommend. Okay. Drifty Neck Cafe? No. <laughs> so let's get on to happiness. I, my, my problem was happiness that it went a lot of places and I feel like we accomplished nothing. Okay. So it's actually about vampires. Uh, sure. Okay, sure. So, so this this kid, this this average Japanese high, middle school student, uh, goes. I think he's returning a DVD to like his friend's house or whatever. Okay. And he gets attacked by a vampire. She's like, "Do you want to be like me or do you want to die?" He's like, "Well, I don't want to die." So she makes him a vampire. Uh, shenanigans happen from there. Like, it's. Alright, I suppose. I'm not a fan of it, because I feel mm-hmm. like he went a lot of places and, like, kind of went nowhere. I guess is the best way how I feel about it. I mean, would I recommend it? Maybe. I say check it out. If you want to continue, continue. If you don't, I don't feel like you're losing out on anything. Okay. So, before before I get to the piece of resistance, that is... Chi So he mm. has this thing where he's like he works on like two series like at once. Okay. So he he started this other one called Welcome Back Alice. Which only has three chapters so far, but I'm enjoying it. Okay. So the main premise is that you have like these 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 kids who've been like friends since like they were like five. So, main character has a crush on the girl, mm-hmm. but the girl likes his best friend. She kisses his best friend. Main character sees, gets really mad at both of them. Best friend moves away, comes back as identifying as a woman. Okay. Really interesting. Because the main character is clearly attracted to him, but he he doesn't know how to express his feelings. Oh, okay. Because he's like a dude. But he's super cute. Hmm. So, so like, his fucking logic is just like, were you really a boy? He's like, yeah, I just kind of quit being a boy and decided to be your girl. Okay. And, like, like that's his logic. That he just didn't want to be a boy. Sure. It's, it's a real interesting, like... Like, again, it's only been, like, three chapters, but I'd say start reading it. It's pretty good. I like where it's going. Yeah, the, yeah, that, right. yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. Right, so the piece de resistance, mm-hmm. his masterpiece that is going to overtake Flowers of Evil, Chino Wadachi, also known as Child of Blood, also known as for some reason the official translation is Blood on the Tracks. Oh right, okay, yeah, I saw I Patch's I Patch Wolf's video on this. Holy shit, it's really good. Like, how'd you describe so it? Like creepy mom. So like. I'm not a person who, like, feels, like, anxious mm-hmm. or gets, like, really bad anxiety. Yeah. But that freaking first chapter made me feel, like, anxious. Yeah, it looks like the kind of thing that would do it's, that. It's super unsettling and, like... So, like, the first chapter is, like... 
Zaichi, the main character, is having a dream that when he was, like, really young, him and his mom found a dead cat on the road, and he wakes up. Like, she wakes him up, he tells her the dream, she's like, oh, I'm surprised you remember that, blah, 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 what do you want for breakfast? Oh, by the way, your cousin's coming over later. And that's pretty much the chapter. But the entire time, like, you feel uneasy. Because, you know, it's like something's not right. And again, it's because it's how he does faces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some really so, detailed faces. So it's like, it should just be like this wholesome whatever scene, like in any other anime, you'd be like, okay, that's, that's normal. But here it's like, okay, something's off. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. I'd say read it. Yeah, I really want to read it. It looks interesting. So, the main point is going to be some slight spoilers. The whole point is, at one point, Saichi goes with his family. His mom, his dad, his aunt, his uncle, his cousin, his grandpa. They're climbing, they're hiking. Mm-hmm. So it comes to his point that him and his cousin, they go to a cliff and he's like messing around. His cousin almost falls off, but his mom goes and catches his cousin, passes for a moment, and then shoves him off the cliff. Yeah, it's... It's like... Like, I haven't read it yet, but I watched Eyepatchable's video, and it looks really interesting. You ever want to watch a character get gaslighted in real time? Oh, man, here we go. Okay, yeah, sure. That fucking happens. Oh, man. Because Saichi clearly watches his mom push him off the cliff yeah but she's like no he fell right and it gets to a point where he believes her full-heartedly that he fell on his own because she gaslit him man it sounds stressful oh and fucking look i i tweeted out today i don't know how much i can take because i honestly don't know where the fuck we are at the story at this point with the current chapter yeah we're either like towards the end we're halfway through we're just in the beginning i don't fucking know anymore because the way is escalating the way is going it can go anywhere yeah it like yeah yeah i really need to get on it because like i don't read currently publishing manga all that much because i end up catching up and then i'm like oh oh no no trust trust, i did that yeah because i again i read this all in one night and one and i forget what happened i'm like well fuck this is a cliffhanger because, like, all, all the chapters, like, fucking cliffhangers. Oh, man. But I think... I kinda, I'm trying to think where I got caught up on. I think it was... It was either, like, late 60s, early 70s. I'm like, well, now I guess I gotta wait two weeks. Okay. And it's like... Okay, look... It's like, looks like there's 78 chapters. Mm-hmm. All right, I might start oh, reading 70, this. So like, 78, like, again, again I just, by chance, because I... I don't always remember the look. I was like, I'll just look today. I saw it got updated. Yeah. So so I keep doing this at like work when I have a little bit of downtime, like when I have five minutes to just go through the chapter. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get like fucking like, like I can't freak out at work because, you know, I got to be professional at work. Yeah, yeah. But I really want to fucking freak out because shit's going on. Like if you go to the other Discord server, you can just see me talking about it. I'm like, this whole shit, this fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see you talking in a channel and I see a bunch of black bars and I'm like, hmm. Look, so this is the one image that I posted, and I put... And, and any any other, like, manga, I think this would be normal. Let me find that post real quick. It was, never mind, let's just go home. I wish my reaction is, how is this normal? Oh, man. 
because something happened. And it's like, how is, again, it's so like the point out, again, this man's writing this, and he's writing back, welcome back, Alice. And again, the, 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 the page I post on welcome back, Alice, is the main character is being, you know, being questioned by his best friend, who's going by Alice now, about jacking off. So it's like how this mind, this man's mind, is an enigma. How he does it, I don't know. Because he's fucking stressing me out with this shit, and she know what got you. But then welcome back, Alice. He's making like masturbation jokes. Yeah, it's like two very different vibes. <laughs> like this, my, this man. Like I, I don't know if he's gonna fill the vibe check or vast past the vibe check. I don't know. Yeah, like it, yeah, like it seems like that he has like a good range in terms of like. Uh, storytelling. See, if if it's like grounded in like some sort of reality, it's like really he really shines. If he like stays away from like the fantasy stuff, I think it's, he does amazing work. Yeah, because I've found like his like paranormal fantasy stuff stuff I don't really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But like if it's grounded, because I think he's really good at when his work is grounded, showing. Like, I don't want to say that, like, the monsters that are people, but, like, like, people's natures. Okay, yeah, sure, like, yeah, like, the nature like, of humans. he's, like, yeah, like, he's really good at that. Again, especially Chino Wadachi, because holy fucking shit. Like, talking about it now, I'm, like, fucking shaking, like, fucking anxious. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't fucking get that way. So when that fucking happens at the get-go, I'm like, alright, this is gonna be some good shit. Like, like inside Mari made me a fucking like stand for this man, but she know what dodges was keeping me staying. Okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna try and check it out. Oh, I, I'd say totally read it. Definitely, yeah. Oh, because so, especially like again, like the the episode, the, the episode, the fucking chapter that just drops, like, like I I I said. uh a couple of chapters ago, like the boy's gonna break. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, we're we're getting there. It's just again, and just like looking at the themes like he has going on with characters. Because at one point, quote unquote, like gets a girlfriend. Yeah, that was one of those you know like high school, middle school, you know relationships or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. She's doing to him what his mother's doing, but just, like, in the opposite direction. Okay. Like, because both his mom and, you know, quote-unquote girlfriend are making a dependency thing going on. Okay. But in totally different ways. Hmm. Which, I'm really interested in where he's going, because we haven't done that in a while, because we've been focusing on, you know, other other stuff, like a, a, a child being pushed off a cliff. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Look, I'm just saying. At one point, uh, his mom totally made out with him. That was a thing that happened. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm. It's, yeah, I'm definitely checking this out. I'm. I'm glad the incest is what got you in the second opening. I see. <laughs> oh who yeah, yeah. You know, totally. You know, it's like I was. I was like, eh, I'm not gonna whatever. But then I'm like, oh, incest. Hold on a minute. It's incest and gotcha. Hmm, maybe I should check this out. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, I mean, 
I usually don't, again, don't like to check out works unless they're done, because that's what I want to binge. Yeah. But she know what Dachi said once, like, let's fucking read it. Like, come, come join my new religion that is dedicated to Chino Wadachi. Yep. Uh, yeah. Join, join my cult. Yeah, I'm definitely checking this out. Like, it sounds like, so interesting. I highly recommend it. Check it out. So, uh, I don't think we have a hentai topic this time. We don't, because the hentai topic has overflowed. It was going to be interspecies reviewers, so we're doing something different with that. Yeah, we're doing a, a spoiler cast for interspecies reviewers. It's going to be an interesting time? Yeah, I it's. I think so. <laughs> I mean, look. I like to point out, I sat through all 12 episodes in one sitting. In fact, I watched it on the day episode 12 released. Wow. And it was uploaded, apparently, like, hours before I started my binge. So when I watched it, there was a lot of, like, errors in the subtitles. <laughs> yeah, I... Just like to point that out. Uh, I watched... Uh... Um, I watched it in chunks. I, I uh, Two sessions. Six episodes each coward i mean and you know i have i have other things going on in my life right now i mean you're not a real man unless you can sit through 12 episodes of a borderline hentai hey i i did that for high school of the dead but they didn't fucking that i mean it gets real fucking close i mean NSPC like NSPC viewers like literally like it's like at the line with the envelope. Yeah, it's like it's it's like so close to stepping over that line. It's it is like like a millimeter. Like yeah, off. like like it keeps on like you know getting closer and closer to the line. Like looking back at the judge, making sure that it's okay. <laughs> it's just like technically this is okay. Yeah, te- technically. Funimation <laughs> thought thought they should dub it. <laughs> Oh, we didn't know it was a hentai. You couldn't tell from the first episode. So, so I like how uh, they they said they're not going to distribute it, mm-hmm. but then they still took it off Pornhub. Yeah, I'm like, get your shit together for animation. Seriously, but that is a topic for next time. That's, uh, oh boy. Yeah, it's gonna be an episode. Who knows how long it's gonna be? Uh, I mean. It can be either very short or very long because halfway through where it broke me is like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Where's this going? But yeah. So, yeah, all right. I guess that's it for this episode. Shit. Yeah, it's been a while. It's uh, almost three hours. We almost made it, guys. Almost three hours. We almost made it. Yeah, we're not going to stall for another. Actually, because we, I mean... we had to cut out like some bit. Oh, beginning. that's yeah, right. So, so uh, we had some uh, some. I mean, I had some audio issues yeah. going on. So Discord's a great that's, program. That's like five minutes there. So yeah, Discord is a fantastic program. No issues at all. I fix fix your pro. I, who, who owns Discord? Is it this Discord? Yeah, I, th- I think they're just called Discord. Yeah. Fix your problems, Discord. Yeah, we know you're listening. I mean, they probably. I mean, the government's listening. It'd be funny if someone from like like actually from discord just like showed up in our call and was like yeah guys we're trying to work it out of nowhere like, wait a minute <laughs> hold on a second wait <laughs> wait a this? minute what do you mean you could just come into any discord call 
What do you mean you can destroy the server? Yep. All right. Ugh. All right. Well, yeah, right. that's it for this one. Uh, lots of stuff. Uh, next one is interspecies reviewers. Uh, that's gonna be a hell of a time. Hell yeah! And always remember, go to your local YMCA God today. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! I was gonna bring that up. Shit. <laughs> you snooze.